It's the topic that will make you scream, finish him, faster than a pimp in a hurry. It's Mortal Kombat the movie, 1995, this week on Nothing Good. Well, look who we have here. Hello. We sit within rarefied air. Do we? Yeah, Mr. Brown, we got Mac here. What's going on, everybody? Well, a man so nice, we asked him, back, asked him back thrice. Well, I wouldn't actually say that you asked me back. I just haven't left. <laughs> <laughs> I've only okay. had Dominic I, on I, you. I've been surviving on whatever Chris, like Halloween candy has been just dropped by, by the kids. Oh. So... Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we're basically down to Jolly Ranchers and, you know, um, licorice. So that's, that's what's left. Brave man. Yeah. But more importantly, we have a very special guest with we us. We do. Yes. Um, and I don't really know a particular way to introduce her in a way that would do her impact on all of our lives justice. So I will let you. Oh, you're going to put me so. on the spot. Yeah. My notes are to, it just says introduce Jackie. <laughs> so allow me to just kind of cue this up. She is an internationally renowned best-selling author. She is one of the, no, nay, the most creative person I've ever met in my entire life. And also, she is the owner of the womb of which I emerged in the mid-80s. It is my mother, famed author, Jacqueline Druga. Hi, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank welcome. you for having me. Yes. I'm excited it, to be here. It's nice for you to be here. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. So, uh, quality time with my son and adopted sons. There it is. That's right. That's right. That's right. And that's going to make the interaction between you and Mac later <laughs> even weirder. <laughs> but, yeah, well, you know. We're all Game of Thrones fans here. So <laughs> oh, it's not, Lord. Not out of the way. But welcome uh, to the very few listeners. I would say the listeners that know us but don't know you. You are a writer, mm -hmm. filmmaker, mm -hmm. musician, mm -hmm. generally wacky person. Very much. Yes, it's true. Have yes. you and you have, if I'm not in, mistaken, you have hunted a man for sport. I have. Yes. Mm -hmm. We don't talk about 1977. Wait, I was way young in 1977. <laughs> that's why it was so surprising. That's why he didn't expect it. <laughs> but yeah, but welcome to welcome to the show, and and welcome to any of the the droves of listeners that you might bring to listen to us say completely awful things on the internet that we can't come back from. I have several that will love the show. Well, good. Yeah. Well, good. well, shout out to those several. Yeah, welcome. Yeah. yeah. That's I mean, a spell. These are the same people that loved Venus Envy. Oh, yes. 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 There yeah. it is. There Question. it is. Yes. So, uh, speaking of internationally renowned writer, and this podcast being internationally renowned, I'd like to take a moment before we get really begin to kind of address two countries in general. Yes. Oh. Yes. The first is, I'd like to welcome to the international fold, the country of Germany. Oh. Hey. Now, let's yeah. join our listeners. So, uh uh, was it Velkoman, right? Right. I just always when I try to say hello in German, all, or uh, I just think about the intro of Cabaret, right? <laughs> okay. Which is a weird reference. It is. Okay, but there it is. Uh, but the other most important thing I have to say is, I'd like to take a moment to talk to Peru. Ah, mm. Peru. But I not just Peru, as in this embodied singular listener that we had in Peru. 
No, I'd like to take a moment to address the entire nation of Peru. That saucy, that saucy manx. Peru, <laughs> I fucking miss you. Oh, I, f- I need you so bad, and I need to express how bad I want you. And so, this is about to happen. Mmm, Peru. I fucking need you. Mm, mm. Peru, I want to lay you down on your tummy. Peru, the whole nation of Peru. I want to yell in your butthole, Peru. Well, who's that coming in the door, Peru? It's your husband, yeah. But you know it. He's down for it. His name is Leonardo Peru. And Herb Jones is going to jump in too, Peru. Hmm. Please come back. All right. For just for all the listeners uh, <laughs> who just got assaulted audibly, uh, I just want to tell you that uh, Mr. Brown here he's, he shares his notes with us. Um, <laughs> I so do. when I was earlier today, when I was looking through his notes, what he was planning on talking about, <laughs> everything you just heard, he wrote down in his notes as "Song to Peru," <laughs> and that's what came out. And is what came out. That's what Peru and will listen, say. I'm 39 years old, and in 39 years, I have never once Wait, heard what? Of- You're 39? Yeah. Yeah. I never knew that. Well, I, I just turned 39, so. So <laughs> how old were you when you walked up to the door and I thought you were a Jehovah Witness? 20? 20? 20, okay. Because yeah. uh, next summer will be the 20th uh, year anniversary of, yeah. of us being friends. About 20 years old. When, when who, who got the, the nail on their foot? Your Drew. son. Drew. Okay. Your other son. <laughs> I know one Your, Who son. listens to the show? He's going to be like, damn it, mom. <laughs> well, you know, I just, you know, I just remember her walking up to the door with that white shirt and tie and, and his book back on. He's like, good evening, ma'am. I'm here for no one. You are not getting my son. <laughs> I, well, I, I remember that very differently, but we're going to well, go with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I got a phone call that said, but, hey. What what were we gonna say about the song? I just want to say that I don't ever want to hear another human being say I want to sing in your butthole ever again. (laughs) I've never heard that in my entire life. If Peru comes back, then we won't have to worry about it. Listen, this that song will be trending in Peru. That sounds tomorrow. Let's hope not tomorrow. (laughs) You know what? I would love uh, if you're from the Peruvian government and you would like me to sing a version of that for your national anthem. I'm here for it. Oh yeah, I don't know. It's gonna crack top ten, but easy top twenty. Oh, good. I yeah. appreciate the faith. We're, we're thinking yeah. like one hit wonder here. There yeah. it is. There like it last is. week's episode. It's back in the archives. Yeah. There. Yeah. Good stuff. Good feedback on that. Good feedback. Yes. A lot of good feedback on um, Sega Channel, too. So guys. far, so good. So far, so, so good. Yeah. Uh, which kind of brings me into it. We, this is the third episode and a fourth episode, really, in a row that either specifically de- deals with the year 1995 or right around there. So it's a pivotal year. It's this a, a good thing. year. Yeah. But we were, speaking of what we're talking about, right? What are we talking about? The oh. biggest, the best, the best. As I look you dead in the eyes, Noah, the best video game movie adaptation of all time, all time, arguably. It's a real fucking arguably. low bar, dog. It's a real low bar. <laughs> well, no, but think about it. We're talking 1995, and nothing's been able to top it since. I that, mean, that's sad. To be fair, but it's still a really good movie I for what it is. I disagree with that statement completely. I mean, what do you? What's better? The new Sonic the Hedgehog movie is better than this. Oh, no, no. You lie where you sit. I do not lie where I sit. I just watched both movies semi-recently, and I can tell you, flat out, I remember Mortal Kombat being... Spoiler, 
being way better than it actually is. Oh, of course. <laughs> no, I just watched it. We all Again, just watched I, it. And it's much better than I remember it being. There. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. Yeah. Robin well, Let's save our comparisons to Sonic the Hedgehog later. For later on in the let's show. You know when we say that, we will never do yeah, it. We're never going to talk about no. Sonic the Hedgehog ever again. I will Thank randomly bring up Jim Carrey at some point in the conversation <laughs> to, trigger to trigger the callback to Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, we're going to... We're gonna... It's going to be brutal. Absolutely. It's I couldn't get through three minutes of that movie. I turned it off. It's so good. So we're talking about we're talking about a commercial success, though. This I mean, yeah. Made a lot of money on like a, what, a $20 million budget. Yeah. $18 million budget. There you go. Estimated for that movie. And worldwide, it made, I believe. $122.2 million. And that, I think that's international. I yeah. think if you combine that with the domestic total, it went over $170, $180 million. That's a million lot dollars. of money. That's and pretty damn good. It's $340 million. Wow. Yeah. That says something. I mean, yeah. It, it says it's good. Well, it's not good, though. It is good. It's it not good. We'll, we'll get there first. But be before we talk about the actual movie and the stats behind the movie, mm -hmm. I, I want to address here. We have mentioned on this show multiple times a love for the actual Mortal Kombat games yeah, that this film is based off on. But I want to know, talking to you, our illustrious guest, uh, pronouns pal, Jackie. <laughs> so how familiar are you with the Mortal Kombat franchise as far as games go? I became... Um, somewhat enlightened after I watched the movie. Okay, yeah. um, but it was a really bad quality game. I can remember thinking it was way too violent when it first came out. You know, they didn't even move right. You know, it was. Uh, I'm remembering the Nintendo version or the Sega version where it would be the Sega. It was the version we had yeah, growing up. Yeah, it was pretty violent, but uh, that's it was not excessively violent. It's unbelievably <laughs> violent. That's nothing compared to what these games are now. I mean, so, so you would say you are minimally familiar with the Mortal Kombat franchise? Yes, yes. Well, that's good because I'd like to play a game with you here today. <laughs> I'm going to win. We have a segment. Sometimes we do segments. Sometimes we have fun little times. Just kind of break the ice oh, with our new guests. You guys, they have to shut their notes though. They can't look at their notes. Oh, they don't. They don't have notes. And Dave no, has notes on Mortal uh, Kombat. Nobody. Well, well I, that's I'm just my. Cell phone. That's just I, my phone being there. Yeah, I mean we have we have cell phones out during okay. the window, but I'm not going to ask them because they're familiar with the franchise. Yep. This is oh, yeah. specifically for you, our A-list celebrity guest here yeah. today. Like the that. game is called Mortal Kombat or Sex Act. Okay. I am going to read a word or series of words, and you have to tell me if it's a Mortal Kombat character or a sex act. Oh my god. <laughs> And I'll tell you at the end how you how you do on scoring. Okay, two, two, okay. two of them are both. <laughs> okay. Are you prepared? No. Because now this is the high quality content that your listeners have come here to find. Yeah. If you've never wanted, if you've ever heard Jackie in a compromising position, get ready. Here we go. Number one, Kentucky Klondike. That's going to be a sex act. Okay. Number two, Dutch Rudder. Mortal Kombat. Three, Bareback. <clears throat> That's sex act. Four, shrimper. Sex act. Five, joking. Wait, spell it. Joking. J-E-L-Q-I-N-G. Can you use it in the form act. of a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> Next can you, one. Can you give me its country of origin? <laughs> Probably Swedish. I don't know. I don't I don't I don't design these things. Foxtail. Foxtail? Sex act. Snowball. Sex act. Raw dog. Sex act. And finally. Futanari. Sex act. Okay. 
They were all sex acts. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I realized <laughs> that on the second one. Now, okay. Now, when we have the video camera set up for this, uh, which I thought would have been very good in this uh, this presentation, because you could see on Jackie's face which ones she knew were sex acts, because <laughs> she's probably had at least three of those done to her at oh, some point uh, in time uh, in her life. You, you did the, look very proud that you do Futanari, though. Yeah, that's Oh, she Japanese. really did. That's Japanese for penis something, because Futanara, Futanara is, is Japanese word for penis. It is. Uh, but be, yes, uh, well, Futanari is when you take a female form and put a giant penis on it. Well, there you go. Penis. So, I mean, that's that's good. You did well for your first time of Mortal Kombat or Sex Act. Yeah, I'm sure every week it's Sex Act. Yeah. <laughs> and next next time we do when we do Annihilation, we'll do Mortal Kombat or Sex Act Annihilation. You know, oh my yeah. God. I was I was really hoping you were going to ask her the same series of questions you asked me when I started because I really wanted to hear her answers to that. <laughs> No, 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 no. There's lines. I'm fully prepared to cross them over the course of this episode. But uh, you, I dare you to have the balls to say bare back to your own mother on microphone you, over the internet. You guys fully well know the <laughs> fucked up things that I have put my mom through over the years where that's concerned. True. So This is true. So there's no shame there. So Mortal Kombat 1995. Yes. We're here. So big budget, a little budget. Big gross. Yes. Yes. It was like mixed reaction with like critics, but Critically I think commer- I mean fans loved it because at the time, what do we have? Street Fighter. Street Fighter, which we will cover at some point. Uh, I swear had, to um, God, if we don't cover that, the la- oh, that's on that's on our list. I know oh, that it's happening because that whole movie is terrible except for one p- Raw Julia's monologue Raw as Julia. Bison. Uh, and I'll never forget, I'll say it now. I'll never forget that line. He's like, the day that Bison came to your village oh my God, was the, the most important day of your life. But for me, it was just Tuesday. It was Tuesday. He's like, <laughs> oh, God, he's a heel. So I don't know how true. And it's like when you look up the stuff on the internet, it's hard to tell like what's really true. You're not vetting anybody what's, or what's sources. Not. But from what I understand, that Jean-Claude Van Damme turned down the role of Johnny Cage to become Guile. And Street Fighter. And I wonder sometimes if he thinks about that at night. No. I, he's I, got a lot of other, probably a lot of debts. <laughs> Jones, I'm going to confirm that because I also, in my research, came across that tidbit that he was going to, uh, he was originally going to play yeah. uh, Johnny Cage. He really then, missed the boat on that one. See, you know, I heard it was John, uh, Chuck Norris. Don't, well, Chuck Norris is going to no. play everybody. We all know that. <laughs> no, Chuck, Ch- uh, you, you couldn't put Chuck Norris on Mortal Kombat because the rest of the movie is no longer believable. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just it. There's there's no way I'm going to sit there and watch Chuck Norris against Goro and not think that that's so one sided <laughs> at this point. Shang Tsung would yell, "It has begun." If 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 that's okay with you, if that's all right. So we got uh, Robin Shu. Yes, oh, we do. Him. Which well, you know, I, from when we started talking about this episode, I love him. your son mentioned to me how big of a fan of the movie you were and i said oh wow that's really cool and he goes more specifically lu kang robin <laughs> shu robin shu in oh, his and oh. his penchant for shirtlessness in this movie uh, his mullet yeah. uh, he didn't really have a mullet. mullet until the second movie and oh, the first no. one he did not he had long feathered hair no he it was a feathered mullet mm-hmm. so it wasn't as Could like it wasn't hairs. white trashy or jagged so it was well permed but a mullet it still was okay I, I can I can see where I can see where Jackie's appeal for Robin Shu comes in for this because I mean really he's only really wearing a shirt for the first maybe ten minutes of the movie and yeah. then it's just 
you know, either barely a tank top or just completely fucking raw dogging it. Oh, yeah, straight Let's up. Let's not mm-hmm. forget that the first we see him, he is wearing boxer briefs. Getting out of bed. See, of all the green meticulous gels. notes the three of us took, did anyone have Robin Shoes underwear in the opening scene in the movie written down? No. No. Ah, there it is. There it is. That's the kind of that's the that's kind of analysis you on. we did, wanted you to break. I it. did I did draw a weird parallel to our introduction to Robin Shoe and Liu Kang in that movie to also our introduction to uh Shang-Chi. In in the Shang Chi yeah, Legend of the Ten Rings, very, because they both mm. they both live in a very similar, you know, style, small apartment, uh, very you know, real efficiency kind of a deal. Bicycle hanging up on the on the wall, kind that's of a good deal. Yeah. Um, and nice I little- I noticed that when I was watching, I was like, well, that's I I'm sure that has to be coincidental, or is it not coincidental? But you know, yeah, I that's didn't notice really that. Good, that's, point that's a good point. And might that I would like to dive into that in a later time and try to see, well, see, see if someone did that on purpose. Well, Shang Chi definitely in that movie took a lot from you know martial arts movies and kung fu and a lot of genres of Hong Kong martial arts. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, could I sit there and say, yeah, maybe we that was our little ode to Mortal Kombat? I don't know, Kevin Feige. We, we'll give you a call if you want to come on and uh, we can talk about and it. talk about it. You know, we have no problem giving I mean, you the yeah, audience. Let's not roll anything out. Yeah, for yeah, sure, for sure. Yeah. So he can come in right now. He's not allowed to kiss my wife right on the mouth, but <laughs> but I am fair game. Okay, <laughs> he heard it here, folks. Yeah. He he, he would be allowed to blow into my girlfriend's butthole nice. if it really came down to that. That's that's the kind of courte- courteous nature of you, sir. I mean, the things we need to do, right, yeah. for the for the podcast. For the people of Peru, for the person Peru, for the, <laughs> the one, one person, one person. I wonder why they don't listen anymore. Because <laughs> you assaulted them one good time, and they never listened. I have again. never now, stopped. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a, a, a years long abusive relationship that only stops when I die, and then they have to spend years unpacking that. So, so now, next we have Lyndon Ashby. Ah, yes. Oh, now here's the big question. What? Who is like the biggest actor on this whole film? Oh, Christopher Lambier. So we're gonna get to that. Robin Shu. Yeah. Oh, Christopher Lambier. No. Robin Shu. No. Yes. No. Yes. What besides the, the two Mortal Kombat movies and Beverly Hills Ninja? Oh, he, what else was he in? Street Fighter. He was he in the background in the Street Fighter. No, he's in the later Street Fighter movie. He plays the newest one. He plays this old man. Look it up. Um, I'm but sure, he has a whole slew. Sure, what, he has I a whole that. slew of Chinese You should see Chinese our guest's bills. eyes. She's just I'm, like envisioning him right I now. I am. I don't even realize that there was a recent Street Fighter movie look, that I know. Yeah, put it up on your phone. We're not going to. I don't think we need to. Put up on your phone. And you, you went looking for you your do phone. It. I'm going to do it. Somebody do it. Do it. Right that now. sounds fine. This is compelling audio content. As I tell you, that by a large, in a way, was Christopher Lambier. The most famous person in this movie. Which reminds me of the point I wanted to make because I wrote it multiple times in my notes that he was fucking useless in this whole movie. Oh, he's completely fucking useless. Every he, line he had was terrible. He is almost as useless as Sub-Zero in this movie. Don't yeah. Sub-Zero is, and I know why, because again, research, which I never even realized. You know, growing up with this movie, because what we were we were 13, yeah. Jones, when this movie came out. Right. Prime candidate for why this movie was made, right? They wanted to originally make Mortal Kombat a, a rated R movie. So, um, well, I'll Wait just... Wait a minute, it can't be this recent. Michael Clark oh, Duncan's in he's that dead. movie. Okay. Yeah. How about okay. that? New rule. Let's keep our phones off the table. Okay, I can sorry. hear them in every single microphone. He's 100% in the Chun-Li movie. Is he? Yes. Well, how about that? I feel like I actually knew that. 
Okay. So I saw this film and I didn't like it that either. It could be worse. It could have been the Dragon Ball Z. He was in, we don't the, talk he was in the new Twilight Zone remake as well. I, you started with Twilight. And I almost got really nervous. Then you added Zone remake. <laughs> yeah. And it just took, the whole story took a... Yeah, he was in the Twilight Zone the remake. So, yeah. Sorry, Mac, what were you saying? Well, first off, I was, I was actually probably genuinely excited about talking about <laughs> Twilight in that case <laughs> for different reasons. Um, but... Um, you know, in, I actually kind of lost my thought of where I was going with that. Sub-Zero. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so as I, as I was doing my research on this, uh, the actor who played Sub-Zero in the movie, um, and I'll have to, to get his name pulled up here, uh, was also the fight trainer for the other actors in the film. And, uh, he also was the highest rater, Francois Petit, uh, the actor who played Sub-Zero. Uh, he was also... Uh, the the fight trainer for most of the actors. So he was doing so much work behind the camera that his use in the film was very limited to just really those two scenes that he was in. Well, yeah. three. The introduction on the boat, the um, freezing the, the guy. Where they and, were in that buffet. Where they were in the buffet. The and then his fight man. with Liu Kang, which also, I think, the shortest and probably most disappointing of the mm -hmm. fights in that movie, yeah. even though, as I watched it again, he was the most legit actual ninja that they had in that in that movie. He was the sure. highest rated martial artist on that entire set, like bar none. He's he's internationally renowned, and he was also like in his mid forties when he was filming that movie. Way so, go. Um, you know, pretty pretty amazing. But um, very um, upset that that character was minimalized as much as he was because of everything else he had to do on that film. Wasn't Robin Shu the choreographer of the fights? Well, um, he was a choreographer of specifically the fight with Reptile. Okay. When they tested the movie, one of the main bits of feedback that came back about it was that there wasn't enough fighting in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> the fight with Scorpion ended with the shadow kick. I think in the field, from what I what I, what I was reading about the movie, and the entire fight with Reptile didn't actually happen. Reptile got pulled into the um, the statue that was on the ground, and that was kind of it. They never really intended in the uh, original version of the script to have Reptile come into human form and fight. Mm -hmm. So they, Robin Shu, choreographed that entire fight with Reptile, which I would say is the best fight of the movie. Yeah, uh, I, would, I would give you that. That yeah. Yeah, it's definitely top my, two. Definitely my favorite one. And and followed closely by what they had to add in for the Scorpion Johnny Cage fight, which they also had to really vamp like ramp that up, which they did in reshoots. Well, fun fact about that fight: uh, during that fight, uh, Robin Shu fractured three ribs while during the choreography, and only told uh, the guy who played Reptile about it. Yeah, don't uh, hit me on this side. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, because he didn't want to go to the hospital. Right. Nice. Way to go. Most of the actors, they all did so their, their stunts oh, in yeah. that movie. He's so brave and strong. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> we'll tweet. Winning points. We will tweet Robin Shu uh, the link to this. And I, I don't know. He Robin, if you have something else to do, sweet. I will hold no respect. But if you're listening to this, then, um, you know, my mother has been waiting since 1995 to hear from you. I don't know why you're not. You haven't called her back. Well, that's just kind of a dick move. It is kind of a dick move. It is, Robin. You know, no, I won't say it. But I mean, 
Robin. I mean, are you really worried about alienating your fans? I mean, just go ahead and say it. Or alienating yeah, Robin Shu. Or no. just alienating your you son know, okay. because he's not ready to hear that I come out of your mouth. I've written Robin Shu like five or six times. And then the last time, I was like, like look, <laughs> if you don't respond back to me, it says on your website you respond to every fan. You don't respond back to me. I'm going to take the character of Henry and I'm just going to make him the worst character in the beginning series. And he didn't respond back. So I did. I, I just destroyed Henry. He's a Wait weasel. A Have you ever heard of the song Stan? I was just going to say the same <laughs> well, thing. What? You're having there's, a Stan moment. Well, there's a little a, pit. There, there's a very vital piece of information that Jackie's leaving out about this. Um, in the email, she attached a photograph of her. If you know, if you like go to those really high-end like sushi restaurants, they will have a, a woman or a man come out with the sushi on them and you actually eat the sushi off of their bodies we actually did those photos with jackie and sent that in the email it didn't work uh it wasn't it wasn't sushi though because we didn't have the budget it was just double cheeseburgers from mcdonald's (laughs) (laughs) but it's still we had the essence of it and i think maybe that was i'm not going to say the wrong direction to go in but maybe not the right direction to go in you, hey, you you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Right? <laughs> we took it. We took it. Uh, how I many? How I many? didn't think we knew what sushi was in nineteen ninety five. Just saying. How many t- photos of Robin Shu have you cut the eyes out of? What? <laughs> yeah. Never. Never. <laughs> I will tell you though. Scratched them out. I have printed pictures of Robin Shu off the internet and told people that he sent them to me. And I was a grown-ass woman, too. <laughs> I love yeah. it. You got, you got I, like, I had people who actually believed that he was my pen pal. But it was so funny because when they found out the truth, nobody believed me that Charlton Heston was. Yeah. You got you to gotta sprinkle in a little bit of uh, a little bit of A, a little bit of B. So we were getting so weirdly off topic. It's getting weird. Which is one thing we haven't shoe. done yet. We haven't talked about our beverages. We haven't. So That's we have true. a tradition here on the show where we like to put the listener in our shoes and in our hands and, and sometimes in our mouths by telling them what beverage we're imbibing at this time. So, Ma, Miss Jackie, why don't you why don't you tell everyone what we're drinking today? Ladies and gentlemen, we are drinking Oakspire beer. It is a bourbon barrel ale. Special reserve. Four roses. New mm. Belgium. I'm chasing it with Starbucks. She really is double fisting. She actually she really is. is. And that's she a is. weird double fisting. It's really. It is. Nice. I, I it was is. all prepared to do shots for this episode <laughs> until you came and told me, oh, I'm going to stop at Starbucks on the way over to record this. And I'm like, you know, like, as your son, I can't responsibly say that you're going to drink espresso, beer, and whiskey. I could do espresso in my whiskey house at the same time. <laughs> when do you know your not your mom to not show up someplace with Starbucks? Yeah, I, always, always. It's like even if I don't drink it, it's I don't. In my I head. don't know that there's ever been a time that I've ever been around your mom where she hasn't had Starbucks. You have not been at her, been with her at a place that they have. She knows that they have Bloody Marys then, because she does not. <laughs> the Bloody Mary is the pregame for the Starbucks. The Bloody she, Marys she are only good before five o'clock. She sneaks Starbucks into places you don't even even have to sneak it into. She's like walking around like the movie like, theater. In, in a no, movie theater. I, I put it in my purse, walking in the movie theater with my purse. Nobody's gonna stop me holding my purse. But she like she like has a cleansing ritual before she has a, a Bloody Mary. She's like, oh, she likes some sage, and then that's how I she love does a good it. Bloody Mary. There's nothing better than a good Bloody Mary before five. Before five, before is five. It, after what happens, five, it doesn't taste the same. I was going to say, what happens after five? You it turn in, it's like gremlins, it, like you just it, have, it, it you just have demons spawn come off your back. I've tried a Bloody Mary after five; it doesn't taste the same. Yeah, it's like yeah. sheets 
while well, the sun is out. Yeah. Never go to Sheets while the sun is out. I've tried. It's, it's not gross and horrible. Sheets is the equivalent of that that chick that's left at the bar at the end of the night. Now, when your day started off great, you could you you had no idea that your night was going to end up there. And you, why would you think so? The day is young, and and you have so much ahead of you. You could sleep with anybody today, just like you could eat at any restaurant. I could eat anything. I the, everywhere is open. And then all of a sudden, two o'clock in the morning, and you realize your options are real limited. And there at the end of the bar, with a denim jacket, it's got a bunch of nacho cheese stains, fucking sheets. And it's looking at you. <laughs> and it wants you. And you want it. <laughs> and you're going to feel fucking terrible about yeah. it. Oh, but yeah. it's that or nothing. Or nothing. Well, you know, you wake up the next morning next to that wrapper and you realize that you had a <laughs> what couple. What you've done. You had those two chili dogs for a dollar. And you just <laughs> got a little bit, of, little bit of that nacho cheese on your right lap. And there. you just, well, there it is. Mm-hmm. So. You know, it's funny that you mention sheets. So for for those who may not know about sheets, uh, I know it's been mentioned before in previous episodes. It has. um, But I would I would attribute it to, you know, in Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Yeah, it really is of that White Castle uh, mold, if you will. Yeah. Have you ever been to White Castle? Yes. Yes. Okay. I think she's just worse than White Castle. I mean, White Castle could be pretty good if you go there at the right time. I think any place can be good if you go there at the right time. Theoretically, yeah. Yeah. But um, I recently went to Sheets the other night because, you know, we have a we have a, a worker shortage in, in our city and restaurants close basically All 8 o'clock the, now. All over the States of America, yeah. Yeah. So uh, there, there are two McDonald's really in the area that's still open. And then it's like, if you want to do that, go there or just go to Sheets. And I remember being there and just the cross-section of America mm. that I oh, saw. The nexus of the That universe. I saw in that place was just astounding. And I remember texting uh, a, a work colleague of ours, Dave, yeah. uh, from uh, from the back at Toys R Us. Um, I just texted him and I said, Dave, why is Sheets? <laughs> why is why? Sheets? Just why? If you ever use Sheets, use the app. Order early, order it in, and go walk in that store and grab it. Well, most of our audience does not know what Sheets or Wawa are. Well, they live but, in Ohio, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania. They did. Well, again, I, I reiterate, most of our audience does not live in those areas. So they do not know. But they will know when I say, imagine a gas station that pretends to be more than it is. More than it is. You know, it's like a glow up. You know, it's like that person that you went to high school with, but likes to say the H in whipped. whipped. You know, it's whipped. Yeah. Right? That's 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 what Sheets tries to do. Oh, but speaking Thank of you. things trying to be more than they are, let's talk about the movie. Yeah. This fucking movie. Miss Jackie, this is what typically happens on every single episode. We spend the first 45 minutes talking about absolutely nothing, not the subject, and then eventually Everything but. we get to the subject. And then we realize how long did it take how, us? Oh, we did this in a half an hour. So that's actually pretty good. We're making good time. So let's talk about the movie, right? All right. I mean, we start with the dream. Oh, no. The first thing oh. in this entire movie yeah, is someone shouting the fucking name of the movie. Yes. The very first thing you hear over New Line Cinema is some asshole yelling Mortal Kombat. Listen, that intro is amazing. Uh, that yeah, intro is iconic. absolutely iconic. It's iconic, but some reason, some guy just yelled Mortal Kombat and KMFDM's is, like, that fucking thing. Is That's going to be all over it's this. The, it's the commercial. Remember the old commercials? 
the old the Super Nintendo Sega Genesis commercial. Yeah. That's where this all comes from. Yeah. Those guys standing through Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I just watched that commercial for the first time in like 30 years last night. You went and you found and it. And I was like, oh my, I remember all of this. Just but, the, the place that guy went to to get that to come out of himself <laughs> is amazing in itself. It's a dark, dark I was place. trying to do that on, like, on the drive over here as we went to record this, and I pulled something. <laughs> I don't something, something in my lower back mm-hmm. is not feeling the same that it did. But it's a cool entry. You got the flames, you got the, you know, oh, the I mean, smooth yeah, surfaces. The, the whole thing. Is, but it, it's the movie equivalent. Yelling the name of your movie as the first line you hear in your movie <laughs> is like the fucking musical equivalent to like Limp Biscuit yelling Limp Biscuit or, or, or Luda. Like to open, like, thank you for reminding me who I'm listening to and what I'm watching. It's fucking ballsy, but I respect it. Then we get to the, 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 the dream. Is there, the green is dream. it a dream? Though, I, I mean, like, he's dreaming it, but is it a dream or is it a message put in his Well, head? I mean, it's a little bit yeah, of both, yeah, right? Yeah. I just assumed that it wasn't happening real time, obviously, because no. he got the, the letter. The, the Western Union. The Western Union. Product Western placement Union. for Western Union. Which, by the way, is Brother Dead, return home, grandfather. Fuck. Can he sprung for a few more <coughs> syllables, a few more words? No, you have to pay for that by the, yeah, by that's the letter. Like 20, so, yeah, that's 20 spaces. Gotta, Again, but he really like, sprung for a little bit more. For you could have cut grandfather down. <laughs> like, and like, brother dead. Put, oh, put my bad. Right, like yeah. at the end of that, that would have softened it. That, something. that was the equivalent of when you used to do the um, the collect call on the payphone mm-hmm. to your parents. <laughs> yeah, uh, collect call from collect call from. Come pick me up now. Got <laughs> <laughs> the ball. My breakfast is done. Quick. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember Western Union being a thing at all in in my lifetime. Oh, for sure it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, people used to Western Union money to each other. And I'm that I'm talking about, but the messages I don't. Really, no, well, not when you the, the way we could justify this, even though this was 1995, is that look where these people lived. Okay, they yeah. live on a mountain. They had to take a boat and probably like a horseback to get to the closest Western Union. Oh place. man, like oh yeah, there, there's, everything we could only travel by a river. Yeah, right? like walking wasn't because the d- jungle was so dense that it wasn't even an option. Right, like you just <laughs> you just basically waded in a direction. And the river, spoiler alert about rivers, they only go one way. That's true. So <laughs> That's true. one of those two ways, when you arrive or leave, you're Listen, taking the fucking long way. No brown spitting facts here tonight. Rivers only go one. Yo, what's direction. up? Yo, Peru, recognize the sweet ge- Listen, geography Peruvians I got for you. Peruvians know they go in one direction. They one direction. <laughs> Peruvians oh can go any way they want. Okay? <laughs> Fair enough. I what about Herb Jones keeps pulling it back to the movie. He tries. He tries. I'm, I'm trying I real hard to keep going. Really well. Somebody on what we're trying to do and accomplish here. I want to talk about Liu Kang's Because you've met your son. Yes. yes. Oh, she made me the way I am. <laughs> I did, you I also did. both know my father and know that if I was like my father, I'd be like, "Huh, okay, cool, yeah. That's pretty. That's pretty wild, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Nothing Good Podcast, everybody. This is a, this uh, is a podcast. And, and wait, don't forget about uh, the way your father laughs. Just, <laughs> just, uh, just saying a little sweet something to, to Jeremy he, over there. He listens to the show, and does he? And yes, he does. Oh, and he texts me, and uh, and he's I'm like, sorry. "I'm sorry, Mister Brown." He's like, "You have very nice speaking voices." Like, first of all, very kind compliment, That's Dad. On brand for him, it is. But I just he doesn't compliment. He told me when I first met his father. Okay, I was so young. We won't, we won't say how. We we aren't going to go into how young <laughs> they were. I was <laughs> this rude, podcast would take up. <laughs> but okay. So but anyway, anyway, no, he told me he doesn't compliment. Okay, so unless a person, because you shouldn't compliment somebody for doing what they're supposed to do, is what his father I, I, I agree I, with I, that. Hold on, wait a minute. No, wait, wait, hold on, wait a minute. So <laughs> yeah, you are, yeah. you are the the 
the age that you were when you met my father and my father was the age that he was and he says that to you and that doesn't send up a fucking red flag to you right like what whatever you like you heard that and you're like I'm still here for this. I really didn't like. <laughs> I here. didn't like your father when I first met him. <laughs> what What everybody needs to know is that uh, Jackie is only three years older than Noah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, you know, in, in oh. the scope of things, like who's oh. that? Who's that lady that was on oh. Dynasty? Um, oh, she's causing all kinds of ruckus now. The, uh, I don't pay attention. What, what, what show? Dynasty. It was years ago. She's, I have never watched an episode uh, of Dynasty. What I've is seen, Dynasty? I've seen it was shooting old show from the 80s. It's back on now. Was I alive? Yeah. Well, it's on now again. <laughs> okay. But Joan Collins. Joan Collins. There's more of an age difference between her and her husband than between you and I. I just that. want you to know, I don't know what our target so demographic is. I, I don't know what our target demographic is, but they won't fucking get Joan Collins in Dynasty. <laughs> Look up Joan Collins I'm, naked. I'm just you hoping... You don't have to be that close to the microphone. I do. I'm, I'm do just, not look up Joan Collins naked. Unless you really Joan want to, then who am I no, not going to get Joan Guys, I'm already, on, I'm already on it. I'm not your keeper. Do what the fuck you want, but... <laughs> just in case, Dave, load it in an incognito browser. Just no, I, want, I need the world to know this. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about Liu Kang's apartment. While well, everyone Google's it, not shooting. much of it, not much. Of it's it. they concrete. Just show it's fucking concrete because no. they assumed everybody in America had concrete walls. Like no, this movie's China. made by Americans. There though. it is, guys. By the way, yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah, oh. there's Joan Collins. For those of you in the audio world, <laughs> I love this how is what Joan Collins looks like naked. Here's here's um here's what's funny is that I I was gonna say hey add nude to that, but both of my friends just decided to look up this person nude. So, Listen, if, 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 if my, one of my second moms says, hey, Google that shit. That's yes, right. Ma'am, I'll you Google know, it. Robin Shu, if you're still listening, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is taking a strange turn, and we hope you're on board. Robin Shu, I hope you also Google Joan Collins naked <laughs> from, oh from Dynasty. At his age, yeah. I'm sure he has. Yes, I mean, why not? If, if he, <laughs> he has, is, any, he has he, he's he. Uh, just actually turned 61 on July 17th. He's 61 years young. He was yeah, born yeah. July 17th. I'll drink to that. Yeah. I'll drink to Robin Shuto, Liu Kang being 61. Kang 61. Hashtag still my Liu Kang. That's right. Hashtag still hot. Oh, without question, he is still my Liu Kang. Yeah. Uh, the the portrayal of Liu Kang in the current version of the movie. Which isn't Liu Kang, but it is. It isn't, but it is. They, uh, they tried it was, to find It did not do the role justice mm-hmm. at all. Do you think it's because they didn't get into the background stories like they did in the first one? Well, they really got into their background I, stories I, in the first I, one. So there is a there is a, a a way of filmmaking that was done in the eighties and nineties that are that is not done necessarily do today. And and that is, you know, firmly taking the first act to establish your characters, their motives and their weaknesses, because you're really trying to show the journey of the characters and are they going to achieve their destiny at that yeah, point? Like an actual film. Like an actual yeah. film. Yeah. You know, just like they kind of teach you how to do it. And 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 movies today, we are more concerned about the splash factor. Uh, and again, I will blame Michael Bay and Transformers for really all of this. Oh, oh no, no, no! Oh, no, oh, no, 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 no you don't know where you are. You are in uh, you're in enemy territory. We have a a, a long standing rule him. that fucking Michael <laughs> Bay is the fucking worst, Ma. No, like, he's okay, he so is. bad. Okay. okay, but I have learned so much from Michael Bay's movies on how to move a novel. But you are absolutely right because the impatience of people to get to the point. Okay, has taken over everything from movie making to novels. Like mm-hmm. back Wait in the day, you could write a novel and use the first quarter of it 
to establish your characters. Okay, just like you said. But now, if you do that, people are like, ah, boring. So you got to get to the point in the first chapter of what your book is about. Maybe digress a little bit later. We are are at at least, I think, 30 to 40 minutes into the movie before there's a real fight scene that actually takes place. And it's not even a fight in the tournament. It is a fight of just... At the at the buffet, right. yeah. when they go trying to follow Shang Tsung, and then they kind of stumble into Kano and Goro eating at their own private table, um, and then they kind of get lost, right? Yeah. They can't find their way back. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's going into the – because you mentioned it earlier, Jones, that this is the greatest video game adaptation in the history of cinema. And I stand behind that. And I was thinking about that as I was watching the film and giving it like a real I mean, look, I've it's a it's a popcorn movie. Oh, you go absolutely. you go for oh, yeah, the, I give, I'll give you that. I've never taken the time to really critically break down what was actually being done to tell the story until yeah. preparing for this. And thank um, God for this podcast. Right. Right? I, I, I know. So there, there are really a lot of things, and of course, Paul Anderson, Paul W. S. Anderson, now yeah. as we as we call him, um, really gave this a lot of care. You could as, tell as a filmmaker, yeah, and and as as he has also adapted what I would say is probably in the top three or four video game adaptations, Resident Evil. See, as he get into right. as, See, as, as he as, does as that as, as Sonic well. the Hedgehog left my mouth. Uh, I would say that one more time. As Sonic the Hedgehog left my mouth, just making sure he said it twice, and then went to his brother's house for how something. Did, how did that feel? <laughs> uh, prickly. Was it blue? You know, was, is it blue? It all happened so fast. Oh, <laughs> uh, and he left a few. Uh, um, he left a few. Rooms I'm going to go ahead and say that Resident Evil Apocalypse, the the re, the the hybriding of the video games Resident Evil Two and Resident Evil Code Veronica, is a better movie than this movie. You're a fucking liar. I am not a fucking liar. That movie you is fucking no, better. Than that movie's really not good. None of those movies are good. good. Those movies are awful. Oh no! Wait, did no, anyone see the new they're all Netflix awful. that's all CGI? It's like the actual video game. I'd like to. I haven't got around. We haven't watched it yet, but I didn't know if anyone had watched it. No, we, we Origins, won't mention. Yeah, it was Origins. Uh, Final Fantasy of the Spirits with it. No, oh, that never actually happened. It no. did. I watched it and I don't remember any of it. I generally disagree with the entire premise what about of Final Mario Fantasy. Brothers? So, yeah. what was yeah, that, Miss Jackie? What, what was that? Mario Brothers. Excuse me. What? You mean Spawn of the Devil? No, no, Mario Brothers. Yeah, Mario Spawn Brothers is a fucking amazing film. Since she's getting so close to the microphone, I want to get over here, Bubby. Because yeah. well, I have it here. Ready for this, Bubby? Uh, ready? Try it now. I'm trying right now. Oh, no, wait, which wait. one are you? Are you that one? Yeah, you're uh, that one. Is that you? You just got really loud. Okay, no, who, who, yeah. You can't hear That's this, dear now. listener, yeah. but um, I'm modifying the headphone volume. Is that, is that you in your head? I think it is. Is it? it? Yeah. Is it loud now? Yeah. Okay, yeah. there it is. So no. back the I'm, fuck I'm off ready. the microphone. I am off. I'm watching my levels <laughs> in the thing. <laughs> I'm watching. <laughs> I can watching. hear you peeking. Your back is you're to like, the peaking. Like, I'm watching it. This is when I peek. I still have a You know what? Everyone get close. Everyone get close. I don't know if I want to. Doc, you're always going to be that one. Because I'm the one. I am not going to be that one. I'm getting real close. I am that Jeopardy contestant. Let's all take a minute. Let's all take a minute. I'm the Jeopardy contestant. Let's all just breathe. I'll take it. Poopory for twelve hundred. <laughs> I'll fuck take Super Mario Brothers movie. Don't you fuck the Super Mario Brothers? Movie. The movie's fucking terrible. The movie's fucking. There's no fucking. There's no fucking. All right, I'm not kidding. I feel like I everybody and their mother knows this. 
I'm pointing to your mother. She you knows she's she's everybody. Actual she mother. is. Uh, <laughs> the example has never been literally in front of me until Jones just pointed that out. So yeah, but I still like the Super Mario Brothers movie. You're allowed to like it. You could be wrong. Let's take it back to the said, The movie took itself seriously it with Mortal Kombat without actually taking itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. It yeah. realized, and 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 again, in, in doing some additional kind of research about this and, you know, trying to find behind the scenes of Mortal Kombat 1995. There is, I own the, 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 the TNT special on VHS somewhere. And if I had a, a VCR that I could play and knew which VHS it was on, it was a, an hour long. It was. I watched it multiple times because it was. It went deep yeah. dived on everything about the movie. But of course, because it was what well, you said it was on TNT, mm-hmm. right? It was not a part of the DVD as a release because nope. they no. couldn't get the licensing for it. And I was very surprised when I was going through the DVD how I just there there were really no special features. No. Uh, they had character backgrounds about the uh, characters that were from the video game. From the video game. From the manual. video game manual. From exactly. The manual, which from I thought the first was movie. which I thought was awesome. That's yeah, super right? cool. I the, love that. What other movie did we previously cover this that we uh, Masters of the Universe mm-hmm. had uh, as a special yes. feature yes. just yeah, random yeah, yeah. text in a DVD menu for you to enjoy. It's like here's your fucking extra content. Yeah. <laughs> kind of love that quality stuff. But, you know, they I think they kind of realized that and and you can see with the dialogue with with Raiden and with Johnny Cage that you know embrace the absurdity of what's really happening around you yeah and and kind of play with it because as you said with christopher um lambier christopher you, you, you can say you'll lambert. always be lambert to it's, me it's yeah i mean there can be only <laughs> listen, one listen i right. still can't pronounce even though we spent like a literal hour on it in the children of men episode now available in the archives uh, on on how to pronounce this guy's name will you tell me shit well shit real well <laughs> did you say shit well <laughs> Chitwell EGO4? Chitwelte EGO4. EGO4. Thank you. I still can't do it. But Christopher Lambier, that could be my flex. Lambier. Chiwetel. Chiwetel EGO4. There you go. Yeah, there it is. I took a second. Chiwetel. Also known in, uh, for you, Mother, Doctor Strange. Oh, okay. The yeah. one that turns evil at the very Baron, end of the Baron movie. Mordo. Yeah, Baron Mordo. The one that makes, yeah. uh, the one that makes Benjamin Bratt not walk again. Yeah. Oh, Which okay. I think in a way, we all wish we could make Benjamin Bratt not <laughs> Wait, walk. I like Benjamin Bratt. Yeah. We, I mean, I love... A movie Have you we ever should seen definitely cover Demolition just, Man. just going right back no. to Miss Kajini. No, wait, wait, really where it goes. See, yeah, no. Uh, the remake of Andromeda Strain, he is brilliant in that. He's also in Coco. Hmm. He's also... the. the uh, okay, I don't want to spoil it for the eight people that are going to listen to this, <laughs> and of those people who hasn't seen Coco, but he's Eduardo, Eduardo de la Cruz. He's the big singer that ends up stealing. Uh, yeah, I may like that movie better now. The movie's amazing. It's so I good. didn't like it. So I never cried harder. I that destroyed me in the theaters. Yeah. I remember being in the theaters looking at that, um, and off. and like I heard this is really sad, but I I'm not like crying. Oh, wait, what's what's that? What they're 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 doing yeah. what? The, the, oh, oh, oh my god and then just like I looked over at Stephanie and I'm really happy she had the same kind of feeling that I was having because it was about to be like an ugly cry in that theater <laughs> like real bad I was just like is this really happening and she looked at me like fuck yeah it is and I was just like oh my god I you know, really it was just, wanted it was a that lot. I, you told me it was sad it's you the, told me I was going to ugly cry and I was like huh it's the well, only it's- movie that I've ever cried so hard that I literally went to my kitchen dry sobbing <laughs> And got Gatorade <laughs> to put fluid back into my body, so I had something else to fucking cry. I have not seen that. I've been meaning to get around it. It's so fun. No, it's not, it's not as It's so man. good. Jesus. The, the the movie that made me cry like at recently was Endgame. I sobbed. 
And I mean, so, I mean which, which end game are we talking about? Are we talking hard. about Avengers end game or the one that your game. son and Herb Jones are in oh. from Dangerwood Pictures in conjunction with Gray Street I Films? I don't think she's ever seen it. Oh no! I the haven't. the award winning end game, which is uh, nice, which yes, is good to know. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so that's back my plug to for the episode. Where we are, Luke Kang. We, we are literally can't get out so of the first. I, I wanted, scene I wanted to say something that 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 Mac brought up, and I thought was really cool because I didn't write it down, but I kept thinking it, especially like. Uh, third, second act, especially, I started really thinking. You could tell that the crew, you know, the people handling, you know, the props, the lighting, everything, they really were trying to make this look good. I mean, there's a, look. To be fair, a lot of shots that like are eh, a lot of backdrops and eh, the yeah. ship looks like a haunted castle ship, a haunted haunted house ship. But, it does. Well, also, but keep you them- could you could really feel that they really believed in this movie. Yeah. And it came through. It's very rare that I watch a movie. They did try. It, it, it's more than well, try. You could tell they're really making this the best version it possibly could be, with the exception of the script. So, <laughs> so, so. I thought it was good. The script is awful. It's <laughs> mad. So, you know, in 1995, everybody, there may not have been a larger video game franchise that was hitting a a a creative and you know visual peak quite like Mortal Kombat was at that time because this movie came out right before MK3 and they actually embed in the credits of the movie and in certain scenes in that fight scene with Reptile there are symbols on the wall that you can actually put in for mm-hmm. cheat codes I remember mm-hmm. that um when how big Mortal Kombat really was I mean my when my brother was working at Toys R Us we got Mortal Kombat before it came out he was able to take his copy home like three days before it was able to be sold to the public because nice. he did a pre-sale and he was working back in video games. So we had three full days of playing this game before a lot of people pretty much did. And the game was just revolutionary. And trying to capture that feel into the movie, as you said, Jones, you could really tell because them New Line Cinema getting the rights to make this was not an easy process. And there were a lot of, of companies that wanted to turn this into a TV series or to, you know, other groups wanting... And there are a lot of names that were floated around for this. Now, of course, when you're talking about, you know, characters that you get versus characters you're floating around, uh, one of the opening scenes of the movie is when we get introduced to Johnny Cage. Yeah. And he's on set and he's making the film. And they yell cut and you go back and we see the camera and everything. And he's like, that's it. I'm going back to my trailer. I'm going to put a bullet in my head. And then the director, who looks just like Steven Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. was supposed to be him. Was apparently supposed to be Steven Spielberg because he was a huge fan of the video game. Now, again, when you kind of see, like, who you get versus who's being being floated around. Another character, uh, and actually was cast in the film because New Line Cinema, The Mask just came out. Cameron Diaz yeah, she's gonna be Sonya was Blade. signed on to be Sonya Blade, and the mm-hmm. only reason why she wasn't is because she broke her wrist in training. Mm-hmm. Um, like the original Jax died. Right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> exactly. So really, not that it mattered because he, he was imp- unimportant to the entire story. Oh yeah, right. he, yeah he is like a blip in yeah. the first movie. Yeah. He's a flout. Uh, Jax is a total cuck in this movie, which we'll cover <laughs> later. But ah, uh, yeah, like. If, it, He's actually like one of those things like you like, oh, Jax. And then you realize how he acts and how Sonya treats him. Like, I uh. I do like that for this movie, they really kept it to the characters from the first video game. They with did. the exception of of really putting Katana into right. it. Yeah. Which which I do think narratively was an important piece to, you know, moving that along. Yeah. Um, but I do like that they just kept it to that really core group that you kind of got introduced to the first video game. Um 
And then, of course, with uh, Bridget Wilson Sampras being, she was originally cast as Sonia, and then she ended up doing uh, Happy Gilmore. Right. Yeah. Right? Uh, no, Billy Madison. Billy, sorry. Billy, Billy Madison, Madison. Not Happy Gilmore. Billy Madison. Sorry. Uh, she got cast to do Billy Madison and then wasn't going to do Mortal Kombat now. So they then go ahead and bring in Cameron Diaz because, you know, the mask just coming out hasn't quite blown up quite yet. You can get Cameron Diaz at this stage. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, it all worked out. They, she finished shooting Billy Madison early and then was able to go in. She didn't even have any training on that film for her fight scenes. She was learning the fight scenes basically on set between takes as it was happening oh. and filmed all of her own fight scenes herself. Refused the stunt double, which I give her a lot of credit for. Yeah. Yeah. Which explains why her fight scene is so awkward. Well, yeah, we'll cover that when we get to that Because it's real awkward. It's just it's pretty unorthodox brutal. awkward. I have, I, have a, I have a hard time with some of the tropes that for some strange reason just show up only when Sonya Blade's on the screen. At this pace, we're never getting to No, her it's going to be an eight-part episode. <laughs> <laughs> If, uh, for anybody who actually downloads the eight-part epic <laughs> podcast of, listen, of the original Mortal Kombat no 1995. and I learned valuable lessons from uh, Halloween Havoc. We're never doing that again. If we can help it, right? Well, we can't. We set out to do that, and it was a mistake from the minute we started. <laughs> I thought she was the weakest link in the whole entire movie. She was. She was not believable as a tough guy. Her fights weren't believable. Whether mm-hmm. you believe you believed Goro as a gigantic no, nine foot half if you human go to half dragon. The replacement Sonya was very believable. No, I'm going to go on a limb and say she was not the weakest part of this movie. The weakest part of this movie was Christopher Lavier's Raiden. Just don't say Robin. The well, the, the highest paid actor on that set was Christopher Lambier. <laughs> Lambert. L- Lambert. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, but, and, um, also <laughs> essentially, and you can kind of see by the dialogue, you know, from all accounts and purposes, kind of really phoned it in. Oh, for, but irritatingly so. so, but was also not supposed to be in certain other scenes of the movie. And he actually, cause uh, the amount of time that they had him for scheduling purposes to shoot his scenes was basically everything on set in California. Nothing on location in Tibet where they filmed a lot of the movie. So he was really only supposed to be in those outworld scenes and those scenes at Shang Tsung's island in the interior and on the boat. Um, but for any of the outside scenes where they filmed in Tibet, um, he was uh, he flew himself out under his own dime to huh. make himself available to do that. Also, from what I, I read, he paid for the cast party after the show, after the film wrapped. Huh. He did that out of his own... Um, out of his own pocket, which I thought was, was pretty. Realm of Earth, so I mean, I mean he's got to do. He's got to do. It, it, it plays, yeah. and uh, I think also they said too with having him because again, their original floating names around, right? The original person they wanted for Raiden was Sean Connery. Can you imagine what this movie is with Jean Claude Van Damme as Johnny Cage? Oh my God! Cameron Diaz as Sony Blade, and then Sean Connery as Lord Raiden, and still. <laughs> Robin Shue that's <laughs> fucking Luke Kang uh, you right? know no that would be that would be insane it might actually and I'm gonna be the uh, one of the few positive things to this movie I'm gonna say I think that movie's worse than the movie we got with Sean Connery because I've seen the second fucking Highlander movie and I've seen whatever movie it is I, I've tried to block it out where he's in like a wait there's a second Highlander movie I thought there was only I thought there could only there could be, be one there could oh, only be one until there were like three other ones well, there were a whole bunch of <laughs> fucking gem of a person where he's in like a unitard with like long hair and all his chest hair and then I've seen 
unfortunately more Cameron Diaz movies than I want to see. So no, you haven't. Yes, no I one have. has. No. Are you a fan of Cameron Diaz? No, I'm saying no one's no. seen it. All you guys no. see is one Cameron Diaz movie, isn't it, more than you want to see? Yeah, I, I'd yeah. give you that. Yeah. I can't I can't ever come back from seeing Vanilla Sky. Because every time oh, she's ever man, showed up heavy in movie. any other movie, all I hear is her screaming at Tom Cruise in Vanilla Sky. And I can't I can't do it. In do the it. car before yeah. it all goes down. Yeah. Because she went down. She did. And she makes it very clear. She makes it abundantly clear. I, that's probably the one scene I remember more than anything else. Oh yeah, that's, that's I mean, yeah, that's literally it. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah I do. Oh, okay. yeah. I have no idea what this you movie don't want to. Oh, maybe no. you do. I don't even I don't know, know the movie. I. It's don't... not a bad movie. It's a good movie. It's a remake. It's a fine movie. Yeah, it's a fine movie. But... Is it better than Mortal Kombat? Which we're yes. Discussing? Yeah. <laughs> Considerably. It should be. <laughs> I'm trying to get you back in the world. Oh, Kombat. I'm in a Mortal Kombat, but I went to a place. For a second, with Cameron about, Diaz, Cameron Tom Cruise, and a car. Yeah, yeah. But regardless, like in Jean Claude Van Damme, I've, I have, I would say, I've seen way too. I may have seen way too many Cameron Diaz movies. I've definitely fucking seen too many Jean Claude yes, Van Damme. Yes, I think movies. we can all say that. Uh, and yeah, there's no way that movie is better than what we got, which I guess is a compliment. I mean, Bloodsport is pretty much Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, only you, better. Yeah, well, Kumite. Yeah. If Luke K, if Robert True just dipped his fists in glass, just broken glass, right in there. Uh, going after Tong Po, I'm fucking here for it, dude. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, note to Robert True, dude. I, you're, you know, maybe, maybe there's a chance. I don't know. If they haven't remade Bloodsport by now. Get in on that shit. Pro tip here from us at Nothing Good. Yeah, I really expected him to be Raiden and the new Mortal Kombat. I really that would have been that would have been too. That would have been well. I mean, in the new Mortal Kombat, acting was really at I think at a minimum. It was definitely a cardboard cutout. There was a whole lot of not. I I wanted to make this point earlier about the differences between the two Mortal Kombat movies. In '95, they had no source material off of a game, only basically what was in a game's instruction Mm -hmm. manual and how the game played to turn that into a story for a movie. In the newer Mortal Kombat movie, they had decades of games and other uh, other movies to be able to say, "Oh, we'll pick and choose this." And the games themselves now are so hyper realistic and violent. They're like, oh, that's what sells the games. So let's just have someone get punched in the dick for ninety minutes, and we'll and put it on HBO Max, and that will qualify as a movie. So I think that's the key. It was really Goro. Really Goro was. does get punched in the dick. Let's not. Let's oh not yeah, sugarcoat there's a this. lot of dick punching. There is in there both is some movies. guaranteed dick punching in yeah. there. Speaking of the movie. Yeah, I'm going to bring it back <laughs> Let's in. Just so after so Luke Hang, it back So Luke Kang's apartment is where we left yeah, off. We are still within the first three minutes in the of first this movie. Okay, so the Luke apartment gets is very green. green. He gets the, yeah, yeah. unnecessarily green. I don't green. know why it's Who could I, sleep in I that? would say that I, I in my head canon, it's from like some sort of neon sign outside. That's yeah. what yeah. I thought too, you know? yeah. Uh, but anyway, then we take the neon Western Union and we cut <laughs> to Sonya Blade. <laughs> assaulting people. And, and yeah, so here's the thing. It's, it's Hong Kong in 1995. No, I don't want to get... It's basically the club from Blade. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But minus vampires. Yes. I don't want to get geopolitical here, here for the go. listener. But he's gonna. But Hong Kong was a British territory until mm-hmm. 1997, two years after this movie was released. So probably three years after the movie was shot. But still, there aren't that many white people in the whole of Hong Kong to have a heavy metal club in the basement of Hong Kong. And Sonya Blade shows up and she's like... Fuck these people! Just all like here, minding their own business, having a good time. And she just starts assaulting them, just hitting them with her shotgun. Yeah, and, yes, and and, she, and her first line: she's a total dick to Jax. Yes, and Jax. Totally so you should wait for backup. Fuck backup. And by the way, Jax, 
fuck you. <laughs> and then she just starts hitting people. That's the first one of the episode. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then so then Shang Tsung shows up in Kano's apartment. Or his office, rather, right. and Kano is very. I want to know why. In our Ninja Turtles episode, we asked why was Splinter so fucking wet? Because <laughs> it's a sewer rat. Yeah. <laughs> so then, that's, I, right. that's the answer. Let me ask this question: Why the fuck is Kano so wet in this goddamn movie? He's <laughs> so slobbery. Will she follow me? Well, they shake so. And it's well, like, oh my god. Well, let's talk about Kano for a second because, um, you know, in filming the movie. They were convinced that the actor who played Kano, uh, and I'm going to go ahead and pull the name up here because I want to make sure I get it right. Uh, Trevor Goddard, right? <laughs> it's not Kano. It's, it, um, they thought he was Australian. They're like, this dude's from fucking Australia. No, he's just Cockney. He's yeah. English. <laughs> and, and they were so confused on the accent that they retconned the character of Kano in the future video games to be Australian. That's yeah. fantastic. Uh, and because I remember, again, drawing parallels between the 1995 version and the one that came out this year. I was like, wow, they the fucking Kano is real Australian in yeah, this he's movie. Real Australian. Like he's he is just fucking Australian. Like he's a Foster's commercial he's good, eh, with <laughs> Crocodile Dundee just sitting there. No, that's just a fucking, that's a knife. Ser- serving <laughs> you, know? you a, a Foster's on a boomerang. That's exactly. Like, Who's that? Yeah. And a kangaroo punching you in the dick. A that's can of, a, a can of Vegemite. Right. That's what was going on, really, with that. And they're like, no, the dude, it's, it's fucking Cockney. And they just really misunderstood the accent. Ugh. But they went so hard with it that they're like, you know, we're just going to make Kano in future versions of this video game Australian. The and just impact everybody's gonna of buy the it. movie on the franchise. Yeah. It's yeah. strong. Yeah. It, 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 it does have its impact over all video game movies going forward. Uh, we what, what to do and what not to do. We've never heard from KMFDM ever again. No. Uh, some say if you close your eyes and you listen on a warm summer night, you can still hear someone yelling. Moral <laughs> listen, that that they're getting so many. They, they still get residuals off of that. Oh, basically, man. from if you go to any sporting event and hear any song played during that sporting event, they're getting a check for about fifteen dollars. So they're they're doing fine. Someone's doing good. I do want to mention. I really like enjoyed like just aesthetically like the shot where Luke Kang is approaching the elder or approaching his grandfather that oh, shot the flags and everybody was just so cool oh, yeah. and I don't oh, remember yeah. enjoying that Getting shot off really the boat. Well. yeah it was yeah. cool so that it was a good shot the uh the note that I had from him is he has a real long fucking duffel bag he does you know so for like what well, clearly was a tiny little bit of clothes in there like he packed what little he owned of and went back to the temple of light uh, but that's a long fucking bag. So, like, what did you leave with, Liu Kang? Yeah, that's a really long up. bag. He never really changes his clothes in the movie. No, so, so much. what are you doing? Yeah, there's like a person in there, probably. I feel like someone's like, give me that sack over there. I feel like I need a prop <laughs> getting out of this boat. Um, but, but yeah, so Sonya follows Kano out of the club. We see the Kano and Shang Tsung are in cahoots, right? Uh, and he threatens him with a knife. So a we get, small and knife. we get our first very rapey vibe from Shang Tsung towards Sonya. Yeah, oh, like it can, it's like a theme. Sonya Blade. He wants yeah. to do some things to her. He does. Have we ever seen the movie Rising Sun? Yes. Yes. Okay. A long time ago. Yes. yes. And that's what I always, the actor who played Shang Tsung, yep. uh, who, by the way, I'm just going to call it out now. I had it in for later in the movie. A pet peeve of mine is I know that the idea in the, the that, we're, that a lot of people in Western civilization can't tell the difference, but it's very noticeable when you cast a Japanese man as a Chinese man yeah. or as a Korean person <clears throat> in general. And this is a clearly Japanese man who's trying to be a, a Chinese. And it always bothers me. And this this happens to this actor more than any other person I've ever seen, right? But in Rising Sun, he eats sushi off of someone's naked body. 
And and he, but the way he's talking to people in that movie, I just, I'm like, oh man, <laughs> he wants some sushi with Sonya Blade. Kerry Tagawa. Yes. Yep. Who and I was gonna wait till towards the end and ask this question, but I'm gonna pose it now so you guys can think about it. Don't even have to answer. Who carries this movie? I mean, it's obvious. Robin Shu. Oh. Robin Shu's abs. His nipples. I mean, his nipples are, are, are they're, they're, they are certainly nipples. I think we can say that. His Who do you think carries the movie? Oh, God, yeah, Shang Tsung does. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. He, every scene he's in, he steals it. The whole movie is, uh, so my biggest problem, and I don't want to get off topic again, I'll just boil this down to one <laughs> sentence. But my biggest problem with X-Men First Class oh, was... God. Wait no, a minute. No, you, can't, wait, wait, you cannot wait, wait, wait. even. You, okay, so you cannot even bring that up. Wait, yeah. wait, brother. Did wait. you just go from a 1995... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I film adaptation. I didn't. To reach to like what, 2011, mm -hmm. 12 maybe? I don't know. To X Men First Class. It doesn't fucking matter. To draw some, so you can shit talk this movie. Oh no, I'm actually going to compliment the movie. I'm, wait, oh, I'm here for right. it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to shit talk X Men First Class, but I'm going to get there and compliment Mortal Kombat. Is that my problem with X Men First Class was I fucking love the idea of the Charles Xavier, Magneto, and the Kevin Bacon dichotomy. It was when they introduced all the other X Men and, and shoehorned a bunch of these other characters right. in there that you lost the gritty, real actorness going on in that movie. And you're like, oh, fuck, it's a gratuitous X Men movie. Uh, if this movie had like half of the characters and it was just Robin Shu and Shang Tsung. Fucking like kind of going back and forth. Oh, you killed. And he's like, no, I'm trying to play by the rules. This movie would have been meteor. Because they, those two, there's your heel and there's your baby face. And everything else just kind of fluffs in there. Well, you, you've got the, you have the established, um, you know, um, hero and villain. You know, the protagonist and antagonist. Yeah. Because again, we're going back to how you make movies. Yes. Right. Where you have a very clear narrative. And what, who is your hero? What does your hero want? And is your hero, does your hero get it? You know, we're not worried about, uh, you know, the, the, the periphery characters of this film. Uh, we're not necessarily worried about, you know, again, we do establish, uh, you know, Sonya yeah. and uh, Johnny Cage. Yeah. And, you know, what are their character flaws? And we see, do they embrace the destiny put for them? You know, uh, Johnny Cage is the kind of person never is about other people. He's very for himself. He's only worried about his image. Same thing with Sonya. She's she's hyper-focused on retribution. And you do see, even in the side stories of those characters, when Johnny Cage steps up to fight Goro, because mm -hmm. he has to. Somebody has to. He doesn't want it to be Sonya Blade. You know, he knows that it's, it's what he's got. It's the first thing that he really does that is not for himself. And, you know, Sonya having to be able to trust other people is a big part of her character arc throughout the movie. But those two side stories of those characters do not take away from what you're talking about, yeah. which is the Liu Kang wants to fuck up Shang Tsung. Yeah. And when is he going to finally get to that point? Yeah. And, of course, everything is to make sure that when he does get to that point, that he's ready. Because at the sense. beginning of the yeah. movie, you're not ready. He's going to fucking kill you. Oh, he is. And then at the end of the movie, no, you are fucking ready because you've taken those steps to embrace who you're supposed to be. And that classic, you know, cinema or storytelling trope that you have. So, <sighs> but... You're right. But on those right. points, though, we really downplay Raiden's role. We do. We really downplay Kano. Mm -hmm. We really downplay the ninjas, which oh. everybody was there for. Oh, yeah. I want fucking Scorpion and I want Sub-Zero. And, of course, the new movie, 
that's the focus. Right. You know, those are the characters really <coughs> that the movie should have been about. And and in the new Mortal Kombat movie, I felt that's where the movie was strongest. When you had the Scorpion Sub Zero story, and then you know Liu Kang and and you know Sonya and Jax and and all the other fucking characters they put in that movie really didn't matter. I thought Raiden. They established Raiden a lot better in the new movie than they did, you know, in the oh, yeah, original. Yeah. Absolutely. But, got, there's yeah. so many characters. That's the problem with a video game franchise that isn't like just like four people. When you start getting into a large cast of characters, uh, someone's going to love some character that gets dicked out of being in this movie, and you're always going to feel strongly about it. You yeah. know? So Jack, Jack, <laughs> Jack shows up in Mortal Kombat Annihilation yes, and he fights he a fucking centaur, yeah. which we'll get. Yeah. One day we're just going to cover that movie just out of pure spite for the movie's I, existence. I, I, I feel like if we're talking about this one, it's someday we have to talk about that Because that movie's... One. I, is, I sent is, you those links. Did you guys watch that video? Yes. No. Wait, is this what you sent the other day? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. I thought you sent me something it, today. Like, it was so comically bad. <laughs> but Annihilation? It, oh, yeah. yeah. This, Do you remember how many times I went to the movie yes, theater? We have, you we like that movie? That. Oh, my God, yes. No, no, okay. no, 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 Miss Jackie. I saw listen. it like five, six times in the movie theater. I think you were the only person who saw that movie. I was the only one in the movie theater. I have known you. The Galleria. For Galleria, yes. Yeah. Most of my life, not all of it, but most of it, I have a high regard for you, um, on a on a on a personal emotional level. But if you tell me that you really like Mortal Kombat Annihilation, I swear to God, and everything you believe in, I will revoke your mom card. Listen, and I, it breaks my heart. I listen, no, no, listen. I'm not even gonna you, say. You listen, Miss Jackie. Where, it breaks my heart men, to tell you this. This is where I differ. If there is an actor that I enjoy in a movie, unless he's portrayed badly, I will love the movie. I thought you were gonna threaten to punch my mother in the face. <laughs> then, look, no, I will punch always, you in the fucking he's, face, Miss Jackie. Gonna and I, I, my mom I, here's the thing: depending on how strongly I feel about Mortal Kombat Annihilation, was how how prepared I was to stop you. So he says to me, "If I tell him that I really, really liked it." He will revoke my mom card. And I, I don't not, want to. I did not really, really like it. Okay, there we're okay go. then. There I loved it. Oh, come there, on. There is a there is a a a place in cinema history for Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> where? You know where. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think you guys um, all need to watch it again. You need to watch it again. Okay, so, I haven't watched it think? since it came out, so it's I, hard to I, yeah, that awful. I've tried I tried watching it and it is it is easily in my bottom five movies I've ever seen. There in are a few life. films as badly written. It's one of the worst movies ever made. Shot. Easily one of acted. the worst ever made. I can't figure out why Robin Shu was even in it. They, they had to have paid him Titanic so much a lot of money. Is the worst written movie ever. Not the one with uh, Barbara Stanwyck and Clifton Webb. But if you look at there's Titanic. another version of Titanic yeah, that I did not know. I mean, that honestly, there's a bunch of versions of Titanic. That, that, it did actually Barbara, happen, and people yeah. are cashing in all the time. How many 9 11 movies are there? Like three? Right? I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Too but, many. Um, one too many. But uh, the whole entire. I'm going to chase this guy around that I just met two days earlier because I love him. I'm going to go down into the water three times and then miss my lifeboat. That's bad acting. That's just bad storytelling. Because, first of all, she would have got on that lifeboat. Be sorry. She would have. Watch Titanic with Barbara Stanwyck and Clifton Webb, and you will never 
Look at another Titanic movie the same. How to alienate our audience? Are to rip out X Men First Class, the Super Mario Brothers movie, (laughs) Titanic. Titanic. What other beloved things can we get on? You know what? I really um, I don't like Lucky Charms. It's too sweet. Any sweet cereal? No, I don't trust people who like the freeze dried marshmallows. Okay, I don't. When you were a kid, it hit, but as a grown up, it didn't hit that either. (laughs) Cheerios all the way. Dave, alienate somebody. Uh, <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> Dave's like, what? Okay. Dave, do you like peanut butter spackled into your asshole? Um, I only like peanut butter if it's spackled in my asshole. Well, there you you're go. You're going to put that on the jet. And you can't do that- crunchy. So I'm going to go ahead and say that you're just disrespecting crunchy peanut butter. Uh, I, I dislike oh crunchy peanut butter. There it is. Yeah. So let's cover all of our bases here. Speaking I, of covering bases, was- let's get back to the movie. Yeah. 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 All right. So. so- we're going to meet Johnny Cage here, which we, we kind of talked about a little bit already. A little bit. I want to, I wanna, in the effort of saving hours of our lives that we're not going to get back the longer this movie, this review takes, I want to jump to one thing. So clearly Johnny Cage is an actor. He takes himself <laughs> too seriously. Yes. No. Yes. Clearly he's an However, actor. However, so he's there and the guy on set, after we meet the not Steven Spielberg, says, Johnny, there's someone who's here to see you. And Johnny's like, I don't, who the fuck is it? And the guy's like, I don't know. Is he a reporter? Yeah. Do you no, want me no, to go find out? Yeah. So we go and sitting in the chair is Johnny's master, who is the only less capable-looking white person in this movie. Less capable-looking than Lyndon Ashby. Who's actually a martial artist. You know what? I looked that up, and here's the thing, though. I don't buy it. (laughs) I'll tell you why. (laughs) Okay. Because I I, I wrote some thoughts down about this. Johnny's master, as far as his martial arts experience, Johnny's master looks like he's been in an epic showdown with a case of Bud Light. Johnny's master looks like he couldn't fight his way out of a custody agreement. I mean, have you seen Steven Seagal today? No, but Johnny's master looks like he couldn't kick a drinking habit. That's how Uh. capable as a martial artist he looks. I actually meant Lyndon Ashby as a martial artist. Oh, yeah, Lyndon Ashby is. That's what I meant. That guy... I thought I, that guy was in uh, what, what movie with he's the Danny in, Aiello? He's actually been in a lot of things. Yeah, I, he was in, in some in movie terms. where he fights Danny Aiello, which is the only reason I know because when I put that actor's name into Google. He and Danny Aiello are the first thing after Mortal Kombat, 1995. But I just wanted to point that out, that there's no way that guy's a martial arts master. No. If no. that guy's a martial arts master, I'm an Olympic athlete. <laughs> so we find out he's Shang Tsung. He is. Which secretly. means that he stole his soul already. Which means he's dead. Yeah, he, oh, he's very dead. He's dead. Um, he's very dead. Uh, did Wait, so let me go ahead and pose this question to you. Did Johnny Cage's master fight in Mortal Kombat? Because if he did, that would explain how Shang Tsung got, got his, his soul. soul. No, I, I because just assume it he just once went to Earth and just killed him. Yeah, which would ha- which would have generally meant that when Johnny Cage uh, was still a student, he that's when he would have fought so, him and died. Video game wise, you can go ahead and say that, but yeah. I mean, like. Shang Sun literally killed Luke Hegg's brother last Tuesday. Exactly. And then we're having the tournament again. So I think in terms of how that timeline works in the in the film, I think you can kind of Suspect. throw out the generational kind of aspect yeah. of it in that aspect. Which that I'll bring case. up now the point you made. So so the whole concept of Mortal Kombat is that they have to fight in this tournament. And the Outworld has to win 10 times in order to invade Earth. Right. The Earth gets nothing for winning, which is a shit deal. They get survival. Yeah. Yes, it's a shit deal. But the whole reason is it has to be Mortal Kombat because to outright invade or to do it any other way outside of Mortal Kombat incurs the wrath of Raiden and the gods, and then they can fuck you up. So what does murdering Robin Shu's little brother count as? Because it's not in the fucking tournament. Mm. So how is that immediately Raiden's like, oh, sweet, zap, 
fucking movie's <laughs> over. Robert Shaw can go back to sweating unnecessarily in a concrete fucking apartment. But no, why didn't they cover it? Right away. Opening uh, scene of the movie. I, maybe Raiden I, kills him. I want to point out that as Noah said, Robin Shu sweating in a concrete apartment, Jackie <laughs> had to collect herself. I did. I did. She I did. will tell you why I think. Flashed him mm. sitting up in bed in them. Because. You know, box of briefs. When Liu Kang left, you know, shirking his, you know, responsibilities as the one or the chosen one or whatever. His brother took his place training for the Mortal Kombat tournament. He yes. probably challenged Shang Tsung. And got his ass whooped for it. Uh, that's a really uh, good point. That yeah. is a good point. Yeah, that that's what I point. just kind of always assumed. So, so I guess then where was Raiden? You oh, and then when Robin shoots like Raiden, why didn't you protect him? Why didn't you? And then Raiden immediately says, "Why the fuck didn't you?" Yeah. Wait a minute, though. Back up, Raiden. <laughs> why didn't? <laughs> why you? didn't you though? You're fucking literally. This is your job. <laughs> God damn it, Christopher! Yeah, Besides quippy one-liners, God, this is your fucking job. One fucking thing. It's like the dinosaur supervisor in Jurassic Park. You had one fucking job. <laughs> uh, so anyway, they go to the Temple of Light after this, where mm-hmm. Robin Shu gets real pissy at his grandfather. Which we only in the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah, we're like ten minutes yeah. in. I'm, I'm gonna start trying to direct us a little closer. I have other notes though. Has anyone noticed? I know you were probably distracted, but have, did we notice how fucking high up Robin Shu's pants are? In this movie, particularly this scene. According it's, to your notes, I didn't, but you did. <laughs> oh, I did. Is it Taylor Swift level? Is that what we're talking oh, it's about? No. It's, it's like it's full not, on worse than mom it's jeans. It's not above the belly button. Robin Lu- uh, Robin Shu. I was going to say Luke Kang's pants. I was going to say Rob- Luke Kang. Lou's pants are so high that they're going to ask me for a cigarette at a gas station. <laughs> Lou's pants are so high that they're closer to his nipples than his dick. Lou's pants are so high that they're going to host a cooking show with Martha Stewart. <laughs> That's how fucking high high up his pants are. That's high. That's real high. (laughs) No. That explains why his voice is really, you know, kind of elevated. Grandfather. Yeah. Grandfather, hi. I swear to God, I'm going to go avenge my brother's death. So we got got Raiden punks out Liu Kang. He immediately punks him out. Like it's nothing. Uh, But I really want to talk about something. That I saw in your notes, and I'm glad you saw it too. And I'm sure, Mac, you noticed it. And Miss Jackie, I know you've noticed this too. Johnny Cage is kind of a racist dick. Oh, okay. All oh, right. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. When right. you give him the money for the suitcase. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run up to the mic. Okay. 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 <laughs> he's a fucking heel. Yeah. He's, he's not a, a good full person. full on heel in this movie. He's a heel. He's a misogynist to Sonya. He's a racist to Liu Kang. He is dismissive to every single person in the whole entire movie except for his master. Mm-hmm. And the one black guy in the movie that would whoop his ass yeah. is the only two people he's nice to. Keep, okay. it's the keep only that in thing. mind for later because I have a point for that. But yeah. go on. I think I have the same point that you have going you on later about this that. too. Uh, so. uh, no. Okay, thank you. Yeah, Still recording. That. No, you're right about his pants. Super high. Yeah. I Super high. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, back in my day, in the, before the war happened, you know, like that <laughs> fucking high. That was even high for back in the day. Yeah, it was super high. No, I'm talking about 90s high. I'm talking about 40s high. Like, yeah, I also want to talk about in that scene where Sony goes running off towards the boat. Yeah. But the boat's moving really fast away from the pier, but she's just sprinting towards oh. it. There's no way she made it to that boat without jumping in the water, but it's bone dried next time we see her. And the boat's moving backwards. It's moving in a way that it shouldn't be moving. Like, the boat is facing, like... The boat has no engine and no sails. Now, I know <laughs> it's, it's a fucking... It's magic. It's a magic boat. It's a magic boat. Wait, wait. My, so for the first time we've said on the show, it's a magic boat. <laughs> so, so my, it's funny that you bring up the boat, because, like, my legitimate gripe about the boat 
is that it's a giant fucking wooden sh- like sailing ship, and yet when they go into like the belly of the boat. There's just fucking piping, just all <laughs> oh, over yeah, the place. It's, it's, like, it's, like, like, it's, it's like a World War II era destroyer. It looks, it looks like a, there, yeah. it looks like it's a fucking monitor in the Merrimack. Yeah. The world <laughs> the magic. Civil War, and it just doesn't make any sense. I was like, no. Why are there with, fucking pipes here? With all of the chains, what? Just randomly hanging around. I just imagine being the interior designer of this boat, and like, so I'm thinking. Fucking chains <laughs> everywhere. Some chains over here. Some chains over there. Imagine that that whole parting chains um, to walk down the steps um, um, motif. We have about three hundred chains. How many do you need? <laughs> all of them, and they all have to be right where someone's gonna walk. The one bridge. Here's another thing. Why is there a random bridge? In the middle of a boat room. Like, I don't know if yeah. anyone knows how boats work, but you, <laughs> you don't normally have bridges. You don't boats. have a bridge in the middle of a room. And that's, and then you're like, you know, let's, let's concentrate all the trains over the fucking bridge. You know, I hear you talking. <laughs> Which is and good. And I keep thinking, someone out there literally put their heart and soul into that job and took it very seriously. Nobody put those chains up. As because like oh t- you know twenty six years from now a bunch of people are gonna make fun of me some no, motherfuckers gonna say huh? they seriously took their job seriously okay so I just got this I just I, I feel so bad you're making fun well of listen you just gave me this lovingly might I oh, no, add. You, no you just gave me this vision of Paul Anderson Paul W S Anderson walking up to some grip and he fucking grabs him by the shoulders and he said chains <laughs> we fucking need chains. Uh, that's yeah. also how he landed Mila Jovovich. Oh, no. yeah. God damn it! Mm. Yeah. I need to. I, 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 you know, in another life, I'm gonna walk up to Mila Jovovich. If I ever meet her, I'm like, change, change. And right before her security teases me in the butthole. <laughs> what, like, maybe what if, a look what if in her eye. The chain eye. guy's mom is listening to the podcast, which is rare. Hey, uh, chains guy mom. But like, but yeah. but she's like, my son did that work. How dare you? Hey, chains guy mom. What up, girl? You down with Peru? Let me ask you a hypothetical question, Chains Guys, Mom. You ever have anyone whistle into your butthole? Oh, my God. Would you like to? We're now singing and whistling into buttholes now. Thank you. And you may have broken your mom. (laughs) I I envision when he does it, it sounds like one of those wooden train whistles that you had as a kid. Oh, my God. I'm so pissed that my pan flute is literally over there. Oh, my God. We've been at this for an hour Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well played. So they're on a boat. They're on a yeah, boat. So they're on a they boat. They all pile on the boat. There's useless ramble between the characters. Where the fuck characters. did Kano go on this boat, by He's the way? sitting there eating. Somewhere. He's yeah. just eating. It's wet as shit. Just eating and spilling things all over himself. But we have the great misogynistic line. So, you know, we have the introduction of Scorpion and Sub-Zero. What a lot of us come here for in that boat scene, right? Oh, my God. And then, you know... We get introduced to the powers, right? Sony pulls mm. out the gun. Mm. Hold on, brother. Hold on for a second. You may continue in a moment, All right. but you're really overstepping the most important part of that scene. Okay. Right? Because I can tell you, before the movie came out, the making of the movie came out, and I recorded, mm-hmm. I watched this, and that sold me on this movie so hard. Because I was going to go see it anyhow. But what sold me on it was that scene, right? They open the door. They step out, and Shang's just like, steals the scene. Scorpion and Sub-Zero 
the deadliest of enemies, but slaves under my power. That music, that scene yep. was so good. And I'm sitting there last night watching him going, it's still fucking good. Yeah. It's I mean, still yeah. really fucking good. He sold that moment for me. I mean, yeah, he carries a movie. That's how he does his, it. His facials are so good. Uh, legit- you, can, you can tell that amongst the cast that they have, that he, with the exception of Christopher <laughs> Lambert, <laughs> Lambroso, <coughs> Lambert. La, 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 bamba. That's a that's a different that's a whole different podcast. God, can you imagine this movie with Lou Diamond Phillips? In yes, it? I have. Yes, I'm sure there's no. A point. I can't. <laughs> um, but you know, you you can kind of tell that he has the experience as an actor. I mean, he had he had a you know pretty decent resume at that point in time before this movie kind of came out. Where Robin Shu was really a stunt person in Hong Kong action movies before really doing this. Um, but I was. With, with that whole scene, right, introducing, and then also downplaying, you came here to watch Scorpion and Sub-Zero fuck each other up. That's not going to happen no, in this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% 100% not not going to happen in this movie. But stay tuned to Annihilation, where we're just going to inexplicably bring that back. Yeah. So um, we so we have that piece, and then we establish that, you know, we're going to put Sub-Zero, grab the gun, freeze it, break it. They do that callback to it in the current movie, which I yeah. liked. Uh, and then you've got Scorpion, the the weapon comes out of his hand. As, the, uh, what do you call that again, Noah? That's a hand vagina, that man's got right there. It, it really is. The the He it has really both is. a labia minora and a labia majora <laughs> he's on the only, that hand. He's the only person that if you say, go fuck yourself, he just goes back he to the He literally Lord. can. It's just he can. Right. Oh, yeah. man, yeah. His, uh, yeah he, he flat out holds his hand up and spreads the lips of his hand vagina right. and lets that thing out. Oh, my God. So, so as, as shit's about to go down, don't bust that nut just yet. Here comes Raiden to cock block all yep. of you. Blast the shit out of Scorpion and Sub-Zero with lightning that is oddly the same color as Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Yeah. You know. Mixed uh, the, it's fiery lightning. It is yeah. fiery lightning. And he's like, all right, that's enough. This is when Raiden's like basically showing Liu Kang, uh, Liu, here's my dick. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You you know, I gave you a little taste back at the Temple of Light by showing you a little bit of static in my eyes and everything. But now I'm just going to go ahead and really whip it out for you and show Mm -hmm. what I'm about. And then Liu Kang falls on. He's like, that's a that's a pretty big dick, Raiden. So at least a solid five inches. He pulls out there. Solid. Solid five. five. But this is when we get to that line where you're talking about like the misogyny that kind of shows up here. And this could also be a. You know, it, it's a different time. It's the 90s. It's not even like late 90s. It's still like early to mid 90s when we're making this. Yeah. And then Shang Tsung just looks at Sonya Blade and just goes, you've been chosen, Sonya. Much to my delight. Yeah, rape segment number yeah, yeah, two. Rape segment he's he's eye-fucking her a little yeah. bit. Oh, yeah. This whole movie, there's like three things. There's evil Shang Tsung is just... Deviously, Mr. Burns healing. Yes, of good take over the news. Then he's being a complete dick to all his allies. So you cannot fail. He says it's it's basically him saying you fool because he says that fifty five times, and then it gets like real weird with Sonya. It's a weird Not obsession like with her. Heel obsession. He's like, by the way. I can't help but notice you use Pert Plus. <laughs> like, by the way, I have a gag ball. You know, like, that's kind of what he's looking that's, at. Really. That's the real purpose of the chains in that room. Whatever you <laughs> He was really pissed off that other guys came down with Sonya. In your room, after you brush your teeth, when you use the scope and you spit it into the drain, there is no drain. It's my mouth. <laughs> Sonya. Oh, my God. But 
I have my only notes about when Raiden shows up are as follows. Hold on one second. Raiden's like, bitch, no. And Shang Tsung's like, later then. That's the whole scene, basically. <laughs> it's that he's like, I was like, all right, all right, all right, all right. And then they go to the top of the boat to start, and he's explaining what Mortal Kombat is. Uh, there was like 40 people on this boat. Mm. Then they all go down below deck to where there's three other people on this boat, and they pop back up. Everyone's gone. They're alone on the deck of this boat. Yeah. Like, where the fuck did everybody go? There were not enough cabins on that boat to, you know, safely or comfortably yeah. house 40 people. Where the fuck are they? I want to know. Outworld magic. Yeah, outworld magic. Makes That's what I'm going to go with like, for the It's like the Pirates movie. of the outworld Caribbean. They're all sleeping shit. in hammocks and, and like, down <laughs> on the boat. They bow the boat. Uh, so, so, anyway. Yeah. And then we get the transition into outworld, which I wanted to say this because I, I, I again, paying attention to what time frame we're making this movie. This is not fucking Jurassic Park. No. All right. This is not <laughs> Steven Spielberg and Universal and Amblin Entertainment reaching into their pockets to throw up some Lucas money into this. This is one of the movies where we're starting to experiment with new digital technology. Yeah. For some of the first time. And man, do those graphics look horribly dated today. Uh, all the CG is dated horribly. I do remember when I was 13 watching that movie being like, wow. Oh, yeah. Like, look at this. This is so fucking cool. Absolutely. Right? Um, but that's really, you know, we're, we're starting to get into that digital age of, of really ramping up the special effects and movie making. And I do give them credit that they didn't really use special effects in the fight scenes. They really tried it was to. practical. Yeah. They really wanted to make sure the fight scenes as kind of stood through their own. And I, I'll, I'll comment some things about that when we get to there. But I did like the fact that we started to dive into the digital age of, of effects for movie making. I, I gotta pee. <laughs> no, you can't pee. You have to hold it for the rest of this episode. Oh my God. Because your listeners demand to know what it sounds like for you so frustrated and holding your pee that you, you just sit there. Just don't make me laugh. Oh, I, I, no <laughs> I'm, promises. I'm, I'm going to shift myself and move my feet out of the blast zone. <laughs> I, feel, I feel very strongly about this movie. Yeah. So, uh, so we get to, the, to that island. That's like the halfway point of Outworld and Earth. Beautiful setting for that. Yeah. yeah. Nice shooting, island. Shooting that in Tibet. That's a good looking island. Yeah. There's some really unnecessary shots. I mean, scenes. I mean, uh, Johnny Cage falling off the boat was kind of pointless. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they they need a little comedy, but did you really need they, that? They make it slapsticky when they possibly can. It was like, I kind of like well, rolled my eyes on that. Because one. they realized that though no child is supposed to have played Mortal Kombat, at this <laughs> all point, children played Mortal someone's Kombat. Someone's coming, to, some kids are coming to see this movie, and you need some guy uh, and to break up the fact that he's clearly a dick in this movie. Just like yeah, flat out. Not a good person. No, not a good person like at all. Maybe starts to be a good person in like the last half of the third act. But right. No. But they get to the island and everyone's like, it's Sonia unnecessarily beating the shit out of that walkie talkie. <laughs> like, I don't know about you guys, but we've all been without service on our phones. You learn real fucking fast when you don't aren't able to make a phone call. You don't stay on that thing on the boat, on the smaller boat and on the beach. And then you just chuck that shit. That's in nineteen ninety five. That's like a six hundred dollars cell phone. Easily, yeah, easily. Yeah. That's when it was a dollar a minute. Ah, uh, so I want to point out something that I'm sure you guys all noticed about this movie. <clears throat> and I've watched this movie probably a dozen times growing up. And I'm watching this, and I'm looking at like like the the steps and like the 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 mountain they're climbing to get yeah. to the actual tournament. 
that shit should have just been Mortal Kombat right there. Yeah. Like, the who the fuck climbs that? And Johnny Cage is carrying like 18 bags and double bags and suitcases. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, dude. So, it almost I mean, falls off the damn thing. It's no wonder they won nine in a row. If I had to march up all this fucking <laughs> stairs, I don't have anything left for roundhouse <laughs> kicks. This, is, this isn't right. And they try to make a gang out of it. Like, oh, Johnny Cage is so out of breath because he carried all the things. Motherfucker has the best cardio in this movie. <laughs> and he carried all of that up there. And he gets there, he's like, huh. I'm going to make a joke right now. And then that's it. And then he moves along. That's, though, ironically, where we get to the point where we first meet Katana in the movie at the top of those steps. Sitting under what I can only describe as a very large drink umbrella. <laughs> yes. Like she's sitting on the edge of a coconut filled with rum right now. <laughs> and with a pineapple right next to it. That music. Do, 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 do. Her little yeah, her little theme. Yeah. Could, could you imagine being the guy who's like, I composed Katana's theme in 1995 <laughs> Mortal Kombat? But in all due seriousness, there is somebody at a party doing that as we speak. I am I am married, and nobody in my life has ever looked at me the way that Katana looked at Liu Kang when he walks up those fucking steps. This is true. Yes, like oh god, like like damn, well, Robin Shu. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I look at Robin. Like Shoe don't. Like I'm a, I, my first thought was don't fuck this up, dude. Don't fuck this up. Like uh like that's that's a look. So, way to go. Way to go, Robin Shu. So, we Jam get, Katana. like, uh, the feast where they all get to eat and enjoy their food, and then the tables just get tipped the fuck over. Yeah. <laughs> For now no I'm, real reason. I'm, I'm trying to think, because we get introduced to Katana, are we also, before we get to the feast, is that when we're also introduced to Reptile? Absolutely. Yes. The yes. very same scene. The very same scene. So, uh, I do want to point that out, because as a fan of the video game as I am, Reptile was always one of my favorite characters Easily. in that game. Pretty Easily. badass. Yeah. I have a question for you boys. Yes. Okay. Please. Answer. Okay. Is this about how jealous you are of Katana? No, seriously. Like, I, <laughs> you're spewing forth names, and you're spewing forth names, and do you realize that they barely mention the names of these characters in the movie? Wait, let me finish. Do you think that you know the names of these characters because you play the video games? Of course. Oh, yeah. Because they oh, yeah. barely 100%. mention the names now, of the Now, they mentioned Katana a number yeah, of times. but I'm talking about, like... Reptile. Okay, Princess of all the characters, Katana. I think mm -hmm. the only one they don't mention often is Reptile. No, but Reptile is the but only... But they do mention Reptile. They do. Shang Tsung does. He gets his own fucking song. He's like... Like they just like quick say the name of the character. They don't okay, say it enough. No, they don't. I, Maybe I, three I, times maximum. Maybe. Also, not enough to remember unless um, you play the video games. How mm. many fully realized CG characters existed in cinema before Reptile? Not very many. Not very many. Not very many. I mean, this is way this is way before Char Char Binks. Everybody, uh, not even right? Jurassic Park has CGI. I was, was going to say that maybe no. there's a little bit there's in a little, little bit, yeah. yeah, raptors and stuff. You watch that if you watch that video on um, the Gallimimus scene. Those are all. What you got? I just grabbed the uh, from our previous uh, episode, the final Troganator that oh. was left over from us, uh, powering through those things. Okay. Okay. And what what is everyone else drinking? So I am now enjoying Starbucks. a pumpkin. Yep, yeah, I have uh, I have pulled up a dogfish uh, head uh, pumpkin ale. Seven percent alcohol so, and it's very pumpkiny. It is. It's it's still the season. We haven't really moved into Christmas. No, we're in November, so it's we're like there. hey, you know, you can still you can Thanksgiving's still, right around the corner. If you can still socially eat pumpkin pie, you can drink a pumpkin beer. That's just what it is. It's you're not wearing white after Labor Day. Let's remember that. Why not? I never got it. I just, I, I, mean, I know from, there's a movie called Serial Mom starring Kathleen Turner. I remember that movie. The yes, movie's great. And she kills somebody for wearing white after Labor yes, Day. I remember that. I never heard of that after that. And I'm like, I'm never fucking doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to wear white. I'm just going to do it. Do it. Are you, I, 
Do fuck it. it. I'm going to fuck. Throw caution to the wind. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck. I did. Yeah. You didn't, you... I, I, will, I, I would like to see you do that. My... I call yeah. bullshit. I'm not going to be. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> you are wearing a white shirt. <laughs> well, this, this is an undershirt. Shirts. This is an undershirt. It means yeah. pants and shoes. Because, Dave, uh, well, not tennis shoes. Not tennis shoes. To our next recording. But dress shoes, and there's a reason for it. Pray tell. <laughs> I thought maybe you knew the reason was because most of your rain and bad weather starts after Labor Day. And therefore, you have a chance of walking in your pants and getting dirty and showing up somewhere unkempt. I, I, I know that now. This goes I from the 30s. My mind is I hope I'm wearing a full white suit and I get caught in a downpour and I have to walk into a place where basically everything is see-through. Mm-hmm. And you've got to see whatever like G-string I'm probably going to be rocking to that party at that point in time. I want it to be very blatant. It's a fashion thing. That's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. I want it to be amazing hot. Visual. I want it to be hot green, like like bright neon like Super Soaker 50 Neon Green. That's what I want to have in this. <laughs> You'd see that even without the rain. You'd see that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so we get to the buffet scene. Quick question, round of questions, everybody. I couldn't get a fucking good look at it, but each table had a, a centerpiece meal. It looked like a squid. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone else get any different impressions? Did anyone else, first of all, I have a weird thing about big movie scenes with food. You know, like it all goes back to Hook. The movie Hook where you, mm. you know, you see that giant feast in Hook and you're like, oh, fuck yeah. I don't know what they're drinking out of those mugs in Hook. It looks so delicious. frothy. I want to fucking have that before it I die. It just tastes like a sweet tart. There was like so much icing that they were eating. Like it's I just remember like, like this is like blue and, and pink and orange. And I'm like, should what? we cover Hook? Yes. Yes. Yes, like it's all combat, so I can make it the giant. You know what? All right, it's on the list. The 1990 <laughs> film Hook, starring Robin Williams, <laughs> Dustin Hoffman, Julia Roberts, and in the role of a lifetime, nobody else because I can't remember uh, Bob Hoskins, and Bob Hoskins, and Glenn Close in a cameo. What? Yeah, she's the pirate that gets the boo box. <gasps> did you beg a boo? I did. And then the boo box—that's Glenn Close. That's right. So. Mortal Kombat, nineteen ninety five. Going back, going back to what's on the menu. Yes. Back to what we're talking about uh, here. So we're we're past the feast. Sub Zero sh- shatters a guy. Yeah. Cool special effects at the time. A lot of posing. Those, this is when I first noticed that. Those, yeah, there's a lot of like cr- cracking of spines. Every fight is someone flexing. Has has anybody ever tried to crack their back like that dude did in that scene? No, because they're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. Like, I, I, I read... Osteoporosis the, is a real <laughs> terrible thing. <laughs> Which brings us to our first sponsor. <laughs> Do you or your a loved one suffer from osteoporosis? Do you have asbestos? <laughs> God, I can't wait till we get a sponsor. If we ever do, I'm going to fucking... I know you will. I don't know what kind of person's like, yeah, they really say the word come a lot on that show. <laughs> I want them to sell my product. But when they do, oh, it's going to be so good. Yeah, back crack it. <laughs> so, 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 you know, going going back to that, I was gonna say a perfect transition for that note would be. So, do you ever find yourself just covered in cum? <laughs> well, yes, Dave, I do. So, when those times happen, I'm gonna go ahead and present to you Johnson and Johnson baby wipes. I say sham wow. It's super absorbent. All the protein you can <laughs> shake. <laughs> <clears throat> Shamwell man juice. It will retain its softness even after <laughs> covered in that. 
Ah, you don't put this at the bottom of the hamper like no one's going to notice it. <laughs> but after that scene, yeah. then we actually get, and I want to point this out. Hello, flashlight well, randomly turned on. Real quick before you do that. Yeah. I had read that those, the, the ninjas, right? The warriors in Shang Tsung's army yeah. was not supposed to be human. I had read that the original concept for that was to be, uh, and I can't remember the race that Baraka is, mm-hmm. but it was supposed to be those characters. I just that assumed because they have... had the blades yeah. on the side. I always, as a kid, thought that maybe there was like a callback to that character. Yeah. Just, you know. I, I'm, I'm, ima- I'm going to imagine that the $18 million budget didn't well, really leave a lot of room for having a million of it for went having to a Goro. Whole, having about, fi- oh God, I can't A wait. million of it went to Goro. That, that we were going to have, you know, all those characters and makeup for that. So Baraka is the character in the modern one that mm. has the yeah, sword. You don't know who he has okay. the sword. He's the bald he's the looking big, guy. Yeah, he's he was sharp the coolest teeth. looking character in Mortal Kombat to the game. Okay. Uh, and and henceforth has been the character we've all been most excited to actually see done in a Mortal Kombat movie. Until but, we saw Mortal Kombat yes, Annihilation. Ain't nobody getting dicked a movie over more than Bar- Barack as far as Mortal Kombat characters. He's these weird shirtless oil dudes in the first movie. He <laughs> gets absolutely spanked in the second movie. And he's only in the third, the new movie for like five minutes. So... Yeah, they, they totally do the do the character of Baraka, or as we would call him earlier in the show, Bearback. Ah. <laughs> oh, there we go. There so, so, seven hours ago. <laughs> so we get to the only scene though after this though that has, of course, the the, the heels leave and the baby faces follow the heels out down to we get the scene with the most exposition yes. in the entire movie. Yes, the entire movie is Kano eating. A way better looking feast than was offered to the people. <laughs> Just before. that giant turkey leg. Dude, so he's tearing that turkey leg. He's, he's fucking the turkey leg. He's got a chalice. He's like living his best life uh, <laughs> his best for life, about yes. three seconds until he gets cucked by the giant Goro. Here's my thing, though. I have one note. I'm sure since you read my notes, you saw this. Uh, I was looking at Goro with the forearms, and it was. So I'm like, this looks really familiar. Something's going on here. Why is this bothering me? And I realized. Goro has no control over his arms, like a toddler. <laughs> and then I realized Goro is a fucking toddler. He's like randomly in the middle of dialogue, raising his arms in weird random directions. Because the animatronic guy is getting bored. He's just fucking <laughs> moving the joysticks. And the guy with that thing on his back. So I can't. And now he's just like, it's like that scene in Talladega Nights where Will Ferrell just j- gradually raises his hands in the scene. All of it is that fucking way with Goro. Uh, but they, they, they cover. Here's how much. They try. In the entire movie to this point, here's the exposition we get. Liu Kang was chosen. He denied it. Mortal Kombat's a tournament. Earth, Outworld, Johnny Cage is an actor. Sonya Blade is a secret agent wants revenge. Right. That's the entire fucking thing we've gotten out of exposition in the movie. And it took us this up to this point in the movie. In this scene, they tell us Kano is a mob boss. Goro is a general and a prince of underground people. Shang Tsung has plans for Sonya. Rape segment number three. <laughs> right there. All right. Steals people's souls. Can replicate other people's souls up to a thousand times. Liu Kang is the descendant of Kung Lao. Princess Katana is adopted. She's also 10,000 years old and she's going to turn babyface. We all get that. In two minutes of the movie, showing that if someone wanted to tell you something about this fucking movie, they would have done it by now. Right. Well, that was his intention. I mean, that's a good point. And then this is also on the Kano wet factor. <laughs> He's at an eight in this in this scene. He's at an eight. Kano just always looks like he got out of the shower. 
flat like, out like wet. literally just three minutes ago he just got out just dripping actually i'm gonna bump him up to a 10 because i believe this is the most wet he is in I, the movie. I mean like i really never paid that much attention because you were looking at robin shoe you could get your eyes off i could just imagine you watching a movie and you're like looking around your tv like you're gonna be able to catch a little more nipple <laughs> if you catch it from the right side that's me Oh There's God. a scene in the shitty original Fantastic Four movie in which Jessica Alba is slightly sort of naked for a second, and you can pause it on the right frame. Okay? We all know this, because I did this at the house that we we shared together <laughs> on the TV. I was like going frame by frame by frame to see. And then you realize she's covering pasties and it's not real. But I imagine that that's exactly what you did. <laughs> And Robin Shue, you're like, whenever his pants came down low enough for him to see it, show his nipples, <laughs> well, they, then you're like, oh, yeah, everyone, leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> Nanny needs to be alone. Oh, my God. So, I wasn't Nanny then. You are now. <laughs> so, Goro, mm-hmm. can, I want the overarching theme for Fully me Fully animatronic. Was impressive as hell, actually. Yeah, I think all so. things considering. Like, yeah. of all the effects in the entire movie, he looks the best. He's aged the best. Yeah, because he's practical. Yeah, and it's yeah. 13 to 16 people to control him. Yep. Yeah. More importantly, the person inside of him That's could heavy. only operate him for one to two minutes at a time due to lack of oxygen. Well, what the fuck? They they, they, oh they said that there were certain things where they didn't shoot him in because yeah. they were afraid that the, that the, that the uh, animatronic was going to like melt down or catch on fire. Well, the guy inside might die. Yeah. 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 No. <laughs> like when Barney caught on fire. Or Michael Jackson caught on fire. Or Richard Pryor caught on fire. Well, Fires that, are a thing here. You're getting yeah. more devastating with each one. I mean, like, Barney catching on fire was fine. Somebody was probably traumatized by <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Listen, I, I talked about Santa Claus two episodes ago, and you guys told me uh, no, nobody with, okay, nobody with they... kids should be listening to this no, podcast. No, first of all, it's not that they're a kid now, but some somebody in the great magnanimous country of Algeria mm. just discovered Barney. <laughs> just because it just got there, Barney. right? And mm. and now that spoiler alert. He's on fire. Lithuania. Inside the suit. Yeah, Lithuania is 20 years behind, so yes. they just got PBS. They just got Journey. <laughs> so they're in for a whole thing. They cannot thing stop in. believing. So through all, all that horseshit, then we get to the point where, of course, the baby face is trying to leave, let the heels know that they're, that they're there, and then they get lost. They try to follow Katana. For some strange reason, she leads them directly into Reptile, which is not quite baby face yet. But she's she's almost there, and then they have that comical thing where they're trying to find their way out, and then Johnny Cage's oh I know the way completely covered in cobwebs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> clearly no one's gone. Clearly that nobody's way. gone through there, but I can smell her perfume. You no, couldn't pay a, me to go through those cobwebs. No. Instance number five in this movie. No, outworld spiders are nothing that I want to fuck with. Mm-hmm. No, not no. even not there even. There are close. two things that ain't nothing to fuck with: Wu Tang Clan mm. and outworld spiders. Uh, so they get to the main area. There's all kind of food. And for the second and thankfully last time in the movie, a bunch of food is just destroyed while a bunch of people fight unnecessarily. And we get to the, the probably one of the better fight scenes in the whole movie. The baby face is fighting a bunch of unnamed right. random jerk Crewman number six. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, some, some of them very um, athletically, yes. physically fit. The ones in the background, not so much. No, they're just bouncing back and forth. They're 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 more like me. They're much yeah. more rotund. 
it looks like there might be a physique might be but it's under a lot of a lot of fat they, so uh, they didn't do that in the new one though no because this is still this is how you make right. 90s action right. movies mm-hmm. they yeah. built their way there each step of the way like yeah. so they had the the you know as we would call them red shirts which is from star yeah. trek actually so no shit well, we keep going what is, what is the that. star trek that you speak of it's this weird your, space show. You're, you're pronouncing Star Wars wrong. <laughs> yes. yes. Mark Hamill and his wavy bangs oh, are disappointed in you. So we get to that fight, and uh, the baby faces, the beat wave one, wave two shows up, and then just because he's a dickhead, Christopher Lambier shows up, just decides to flash the lightning that he right. never really uses in this movie, and, uh, and now the baby faces are out of it before we get to more exposition. But before we get there... This is going long. A little bit. A, a little long. As per usual, when we cover a movie, <laughs> it goes long. I, I really think, though, if Dave wasn't in the equation, it would have gone a lot faster. But just saying. That's, oh, so. I, I, I have to take it slow for the because, ladies. No, because you have all these really interesting facts. And, and they were very, very interesting facts that, that, that so, were rejected. So, I know that we could go for hours, but... We oh, are nobodies, oh, yeah. and you are somebody's. I am. Right. So, <laughs> so we're going to cut you loose. We're going to cut all the listeners loose. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to cut it here, and we're going to go with a part two, yes. which thankfully will literally start playing at the end of this episode right. on your whatever, however you ingest podcasts. But I have two questions to ask you before you leave. Oh, God, help me. Go ahead. The first, on a scale of one to ten Robin shoe nipples, how did you rate this movie? You're allowed to count for half nipples, and you can you can also count for erect nipples too. <laughs> They're not erect most of the time. Are you but, sure about yeah. that? Because yeah. it's pretty cold in because, that world. Like, no, because it's just the physiology. I'm not going to get into that. You can with the, with the, with, or you wait, could. Have you, wait, 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 wait. Makeup. Okay, like there are some genetics that don't allow for the areola and the nipple to become I have pronounced. I have never seen a physically fit man who's not just constantly tweaked his nipples at all times. We're talking cut and diamond here. Yeah. yeah. I mean yeah. he's he's pretty much, you know, like Leonardo DiCaprio like blood yeah. diamond kind of cutting deal. I would give it a seven. You'd give this mm. movie seven Robin Shoe nipples out of ten. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty right. damn good. Yeah. And then the second question Wait, wait, wait. Because we have an uneven number of nipples, where does the seventh nipple go? On the, is it is it on the back for dancing, and like the front of Robin's shoe was just forehead. like a, it would be on. Is the it like is it yeah. like a pregnant so, dog? We just I have just a whole bunch Robin of nipples. Shoe. He pulls those high damn pants down <laughs> and he reveals he's got nipples like a like, dog. Like a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Now you know why he had them pulled all the way up. Oh, yeah. beautiful! Makes sense now. That's gorgeous. So the last thing I want to say though is that so uh, you I know you've never listened to an episode of this podcast, okay. and you might actually listen to the one you're on. Which would make you the most famous person to ever listen to this podcast. Which we appreciate you yes. being on the show. Yes. For sure. For sure. Uh, but I feel like if there's any famous person we could trick into listening to this podcast, <laughs> it's Robin Shu. <laughs> <laughs> so this is your chance. Your stand moment. Mm, there we the go. world is listening. Everyone is waiting on bated breath. And Robin Shu himself is waiting to hear. What do you got to say to him? Robin, you had your chance. I based the character on you, and unfortunately, that character just went down the drain because you never got back to me. However, however, 
you can redeem yourself in book 34. If. See, because it's been books since book seven that Henry went downhill. Mm-hmm. So now here we are, 27 books later, he can redeem himself. Just leave a positive comment about this podcast. I like it. That's nice. I'm, I'm like on board it. for now, that. Miss nice. Jackie, do you have anything to plug with us What are you tonight? working on right now? What's your newest release? It's Nano Right Mo. Oh, right. It's National novel, novel Writing Month. Write a 50,000-word novel in 30 days. Uh, I'm at ten or 11,000 words. It's heavy. At the time of recording this. Yeah, and it's only, yeah, and we're only two days into it. I'm on my third day. I haven't started writing yet. Oh, you just absolutely, for the eight people that know what Nanny Ritmo is, uh, pinpointed a recording date <laughs> of this. Yeah, um, but yeah, I have that going on. Uh, I don't think I'm filming anything. The church has me like, like a Walmart uh, photographer with all the stuff I'm doing for them, but you know, um, what's your what's your late what's your currently right now available everywhere latest release? Hmm. Uh, My Dead World Four um, and also The Raged and The Raged as in past tense. The Raged, yeah, R A G E D. Yeah, it's a zombie Perfect. virus that takes place in Pittsburgh. I wrote it as a gag, but it actually turned out pretty good. Um, That's good. And, and then also um, Static, A Quiet World comes out in another week. I have like three books coming out. Fantastic. Awesome. So, and where, where will Static, A Quiet World yeah, be Yeah, where can we at? find this stuff? Amazon, oh, online, online. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, we'll share that on our social media and, when, yeah, the, that's when this page Speaking of drop. social media, where can we find you? You can find me on Facebook, uh, my unused Twitter, my often used sometimes, <laughs> my unused Twitter. Instagram, all under Go Jake, um, and JacquelineDruga.com. Awesome. We'll let all of our very, very tasteful Algerian and European listeners let, let them know oh, where to I'm, find you. I'm, I'm very happy, Jackie, that you did not share our private Snapchat account with no, the audience. No, 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 no. That's, that's, that's just for us. And you are my, one of my only... Fans on OnlyFans. Is that what that's called? Okay. Well, listen. I've never been able to to literally because from my mic, I could hear the blood rush out of my body. That's so awesome! I got him, didn't I? That's great. Listen, Miss Jackie, thank you so much for being a part of this. Hey, Jones, thank you so much for having time me. out of your day to hang out with us and talk this movie. Uh, we really appreciate you, and uh, we hopefully, you know, if there's a subject that comes down uh, the line that we'll you're let interested you pitch in, it. well, please. I'm gonna go home and watch Annihilation after I do my. Please don't. Yeah. No, 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 actually, just, do it, yeah, and then yeah. feel bad about yourself because you will. <laughs> oh my god! I'm going to. <laughs> I'm will. going to tag you in a <laughs> post on Facebook. What happens when I tag a post person in a post on Facebook? Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, her Facebook blows up. It's like it's like the comment section on a Joe Biden post. Oh. Like it gets it gets dark. And listen though, I just <laughs> gotta say I've, 20 years I've never heard you talk to my mother uh, in the way that you've talked to her tonight. And I'm not saying I, I don't dislike it. I'm just saying in 20 years and the thing that broke the camel's back was fucking Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Listen, I love your mom with all my heart and soul, but then she tells me that she likes such a shitty movie it bothers well, me I'm gonna watch it again okay <laughs> because it's been since it came out in the theater I Dude. will go watch it again and I will let you know what I think in a mm. Facebook post that I will tag you in please do and please beautiful we'll uh yeah I'll, I'll make it so much that people are going to comment and Herb is gonna have a fit I, uh, I look forward to I doing I can live with this can you it'll be fun it'll be fun you define fun I, <laughs> you should respond with our podcast Spotify account. Yeah, yeah. And every comment. I will jump in there too. That's well, what you all have three of us will get in there. I, I, I do something political, but not politically bad about it. 
What? I, I look forward to doing what I usually do when you post those posts on social media and troll you. There you as, go. <laughs> as, as, I, as I do. Every time Dave sees a post that's going to bring about a lot of comments or something, that Dave always has to just interject. I, I, have, uh, to, I have to go ahead and, and let everybody know. And it's usually with Bill Murray gifts. I did finally get one that didn't cause backlash. It was the hot dogs. How do you eat your hot dogs? I didn't see that one. Yeah, I, I, like, I, I eat it like a typewriter. It had like 400 Very comments. Bold. like crazy. <laughs> I, I like to go the reverse eating. I gently slide it into myself. Oh and then my it God. emerges chewed up out of my mouth. <laughs> Noah, Herb Jones, Dave, it Mom, has been wonderful. Last question. Do you know what docking is? No. Okay. No. All right. <laughs> we'll end on that, and your listeners Listen, can look it up. Uh, uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us for this episode. Yes, we'll part see you, you next week with Absolutely. part two. Or no, later on, in about five seconds. Find us on Facebook, two. YouTube, uh, Twitter, at Nothing Good. That's at Go at Jake. Nothing Good Podcast. Uh, and get everybody to take care of yourselves. Be safe. We'll catch you next time. Part see you in two. five minutes. Nothing Good.